0: to the Televoid. I'm one of your hosts, Mark K. Elliott, and I'm joined as always by my lovely co-host, Latoya Ferguson. Hey, Latoya.
1: This Is Us is an American television dramedy series created by Dan Fogelman, which premiered on NBC on September 20th, 2016. The ensemble cast stars Milo Ventimiglia, Mandy Moore, Sterling K. Brown, Chrissy Metz, Justin Hartley, Susan Kelechi Watson, Chris Sullivan, and Ron Cephas-Jones. It is about the family lives of connections and of several people who share the same birthday and ways in which they're different and similar. This is the first time I have enjoyed Milo Ventimiglia in anything <laughs> ever in the history of his career. Thank you.
0: Hey, Latoya. And we are joined by returning guest Lisa Easton. What's
2: up, Lisa? Oh, shit. <laughs> I, wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that.
0: <laughs> no. Well, get ready. We watched the uh, quasi attempted spin off of Gilmore Girls. Here Comes the Sun, uh, the Season 3, Episode 21, uh, Jess spit on This off is the
1: episode. penultimate episode of Season 3.
0: Yeah. That's the most ridiculous I, thing. And they wasted it on this. On like, it is... Alright, well, we'll tear this down. If you don't remember, it's the one where Jess randomly flies across the country and we spend way too much time if, with Sherilyn and... Say, ben if, and if, yeah, and Rob Eskin. Sherilyn Finn and, 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 and that hair. What uh, the and... fuck was that hair and the, and the rap and everything about her character fucking sucks. I just... Like,
2: if... uh, if you don't I remember it, I was like him. if you don't remember this episode, it's probably cuz you're like me and you fast forward through it every time you rewatch Gilmore Girls. And I realized like watching it this time, I had not watched that episode in probably 6 or 7 years. I <laughs> mean, too. I-, I swear to god, it's the same thing. If and you I just skip have done, over I have guess what? Multiple Gilmore Girls rewatches and I just zip right on through it every time and like The oh, thing you- is None I will give it, it, it this.
1: It's the one Gilmore Girls episode where the Chilton stuff is head and shoulders above everything else.
0: And right? And- like insanely over over like over everything. Like it is it is mind-boggling that we spend more time with people we've never met before than our main characters in this episode. And e- I'm all for like a cool like weird like quirky weird like third third wheel character kind of thing. This is not that. This is just them, like, force-feeding it, us stuff we'd never sign up for. I
1: mean, the first problem is, besides the gist of it all, is just it's trying to do a West Coast show with small Connecticut town sensibilities, and no. No. you're not gonna. No, no. one in Santa Monica would be like anyone in Stars Hollow.
0: It, it, everything. Ugh. ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: was like, when Alex Borstein essentially playing a mad TV <sighs> character is one of the least annoying aspects of the show, that's saying something
1: I think that's the second best part of the episode
0: because we honest to god it's gonna be like righteous anger the whole time i guarantee um i think we can pretty much plow through because the reason why i know that both maybe you i don't know if you also skip it latoya but me and lisa skip it so often is it's really almost unimportant even though there's a pretty major thing that happens in this episode we find out that rory can't pay for yale but it gets picked up immediately the next episode and yeah and that uh, then it's actually
1: resolved there
0: yeah, nothing really happens in this episode that that um aids yeah. to that. I yeah, we learn
1: Rory is valedictorian, which again it will be confirmed in the next episode.
0: Yeah, and it, it it kind of like gets some of the things lined up, but it's not until the next episode that the real like the car goes off the cliff essentially when it comes to that plotline. This is kind of just introducing it quietly as a backstory. Nothing really matters until far after this episode, so you really can skip it with no. I mean, they did it on purpose because they knew that a lot of people were going to be like, what the fuck am I watching? I thought I I I was watching Gilmore Girls. What the fuck is this?
1: I mean, keep in mind, Gilmore Girls and the fan base, especially at the time, they were excited because, you know, Jess, a Jess episode. I guarantee you, uh, I'm sure we could probably find the commercial for this episode, but I guarantee you, uh, the promo involved that uh, circling shot around him on the beach
0: in his all black leather ensemble. What the fuck? But I uh, look, I agree with you on that for sure. The thing that I have a hard time with, though, is that the reason why Jess worked on the show, which is even then a little debatable, but he worked because he was in contrast, just like Luke is to the Gilmore girls. And when you take that character out of that element and you don't give him the similar people to report like rapport with, it's just a whole different vibe. it's it's just it's shit. like it's not this, like, you the reason why that character is something that that people beloved. Is because he because a he's part of
1: dreamy. This I'm sorry. I'm, I'm I'm never gonna accept that it's because he's a good foil. Because he is a monster.
0: Yeah. Well, no, I <laughs> agree on that too. But I think some people like that character. It's the same. It's the same problem that if they had tried to spin off any of the random like Buffy characters, I know it was always a debate about whether or not they'd spin off <laughs> like so and so on Buffy. You you can't pull someone out of an ensemble like that and expect the entire thing to land on their shoulders when you don't have someone like, say, Angel, where there's a whole other backstory there. Jess, I mean, there's some hinted backstory, but it's really, really, like... He like, yeah. moves to California, question mark? Like, that's yeah. all there is. Yeah. And his backstory in general pers-
1: is already uh, all over the place, especially with, with regards to his mom, which there's a line about his mom being a whack job in this episode. It's like, again, from what we see of his mom... She she's she's but
0: she's not like a lunatic, and she could definitely take care of him. It's more likely that they just butt butted heads a lot, and that's fine. But, right, like wait, show us wait, that. Are you at this saying point. Jess
2: Mariano would butt heads with somebody who's also I don't a know?
0: That's, <laughs> you know, I haven't seen it happen, but I would presume that's maybe something. That's a handle, real that's like, a real stretch. Right I mean,
1: there. I would accept a just spinoff if it was actually a Liz and TJ spinoff, and oh, he was God. there. Yeah, Good, just Liz for TJ, TJ to stay say they're an escrow every single <laughs> week.
0: I think an that's an my biggest problem with yeah. it is it's yes. I'm an role. But see the thing I have the really the biggest problem I think I have with this and we're about to get into it is that the whole like bringing Jess to California that character doesn't really ironically Again, I think I black. didn't love the Bedford Diaries for example, but I feel like that's a that's a character situation where Jess would have thrived. Put Jess into the Bedford Diaries. It's a better show. Like I understand the point of Bedford Diaries is partly just to be like all these kids have. Just so now you're saying answers,
1: Bedford whatever. Diaries should have had two Milo Ventimilias.
0: <laughs> no, I mean <laughs> that if, they were gonna, if they wanted that show to succeed, they could have put the character of Jess in there instead of his character on the show.
1: I mean, yeah, and Bedford was like a, been... a mess, but it had like a lot of potential. So I understand what you're saying.
0: Yeah, and, like, go back to his mom. He lives in Bedford now, and he's going to that school, and he's just, like, you know, he's to his Jess being Jess. But, like, I don't think it would be any better than this necessarily, but at least it would fit with his, like, character. This is, like, taking some... It's literally a fish out of water on purpose, because that's the point of Gilmore Girls, is, like, they keep doing the fish out of water every season, basically. But, but like, it's it, not interesting because it's too different. Like, it's, like, it's it didn't a, work. I don't, I, it's hard yeah, to explain. Yeah, I, I, I argue
1: people. it's, it's fish out of water not because of, like necessity but because of the circumstances that jess puts himself into he complains about how you know he can't stay with luke luke didn't kick him out he can't what? go to his quote-unquote whack job mom what are these adults think... that
0: are not checking he... in on his like what yeah. he's been like why co- would you no, not a phone
1: about flunking <gasps> out of high school which is definitely only his fault uh he says basically he has no money did he not save any of his diner and walmart money
2: he spent it on that fancy <laughs> car he got that fancy car Oh my god, <laughs> so, like, I just... <sighs> so
1: already you have him talking about the shitty life that's been dealt to him when it's all stuff he dealt himself, essentially.
0: This is this is basically the story of a character that, that is trying to live his life as an adult who's still very
2: much a child and it does not fit the... It,
1: the but hey, the he can vote. Feel... He can be drafted. <laughs>
2: It's, yeah, it doesn't. It's really hard it as an s- adult to like rationalize any of this behavior. I mean, a te- as a teenager, it's like you do stuff that's stupid and you like take all this. You know, the world is treating me badly, mm-hmm. even if it hasn't. Everything's horrible when it's really just your fault. But like now, as right. an adult, I can't even begin to rationalize any of it because, buddy, you had a chance and, and like, I think the you had yeah, numerous really chances good, like everybody was really good to you and Luke only wanted the best for you and you had this like girlfriend who loved you and even her mom tried to be nice to you when you were a piece of shit to her so like yeah
0: just I think there's twofold here. I'm, like, I think the I'm problem is. I'm way too
2: adult to handle Jess <laughs> yeah. Mariano now I'm like way the,
0: <laughs> too adult the the problem is twofold here. I think that one, we have such a strong, not I mean, debatably strong, but a definitely successful version of a person running away from home in Lorelei, the main character on the show. Yeah. That's like, you can't put him next to her and then compare because she was just as young and fucking pregnant at the time and handled her shit better than he did. So I understand the idea of like, you know, rationalizing immaturity into like running away because that's just like, you know, he's a rat, he's a vagabond, whatever bullshit that is. But they didn't give us a good enough reason to believe that's something that he should be doing. Like, he was acting- he was acting immature and petty, whereas I want to see a version where someone runs away like that because they have to, or something, you know what I mean? Oh. Or- or if you're gonna have that happen then, like, you need to follow through on his, like, neuroses, because, like, honest to God, like, him leaving like this, like, there are- he's running away from his problems, literally. Like, those are all plot points that just get abandoned as of this episode, and- we, the thing is, this, this, the pilot, or this, the spin off didn't work, so he just abandons an entire plot of, like, trying to solve Jess's problems by walking out of the story, and then it just leaves this big hole in the end of season three, like, well, uh, I guess all these plot lines are just gonna be hanging in the air until he decides to show up again in the end of season four, and it's just, it's pointless, like, it feels like a complete, like, I don't know, it's just, like, it's it's aggravating to sit here through it.
1: I can help make it even, make even more sense, which I believe it would have been that summer, there was a show that basically created the better, more sensical version of his character in Ryan Atwood in the I OC. I was gonna yeah.
0: say! Cause like, yeah. Halfway through, well, we'll get to it, I have so many random, like, asides to the fact that the OC did this better every fucking time. And it's the thing is, you have these characters that are doing, and I said Lorelai did similar things, they're doing similar things, but guess what, they're doing it because they have no options. <laughs> They truly have no options, and they're also, like, you're seeing the consequences to their actions. We never see the consequences to these actions. He basically gets off scot-free, both in this episode and potentially throughout the rest of the series. I mean, he comes, like, when he's older, he comes around and says, like, sorry, I fucked up. To yeah, the, he to grows
1: else, up, but, but that doesn't excuse, we don't like, see how he was then. Yeah,
0: yeah and we it, never it happens. see that happen, and it's such, une- I mean, like, I like the fact that that happened, but it feels both unearned and... It really cheapens this whole episode because we know what eventually happens, and it makes, like, why do we sit through him still being, like, a prick? He might as well have just been nice in this episode and leave it on, like, a good note. But instead they kind of leave it up in the air still. Like, if you're gonna spin this off, give us a reason to root for him. And they didn't in this entire episode, and it's literally, like, a Jess-centric episode. Like, my fucking god. Ugh.
2: I just still can't get get over the idea of a Jess Mariano spinoff is, like, the most hysterical thing to me and he's the most monosyllabic n- character well
1: <laughs> i like, i think you could correct me if i'm wrong maura but i believe from what i learned from gilmore guys is that the original idea that amy sherman Paladino was to spin off luke which is insane no. then wv stepped been... in and it was like no you should spin off staple of boys just mariano Yes,
0: and, but, yeah uh, from what i remember and i am also i will um I will throw a, a link to that episode. I think they speak to the casting directors, and they, they went into that on the Gummer Guys, but they um, originally, I believe, cast... Uh, they were trying to. They didn't get him. They wanted to cast fucking Scapaio himself as the father. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. it was a whole They big wanted thing. Chachi
1: to be Chachi's dad.
0: <laughs> Thank God. Can you imagine if we were living in 2016 and it was Chachi as his father? It's already
1: like, bad enough we have to America. like remember Arrested Development had Chachi, but...
0: Oh shit! It did um, yeah, but yeah. Thanks for not seeing so up this... Gilmore girls. <laughs> so this is this is like basically he would have been the, he would have been the father, and then uh, they do eventually like you know they hint that the fact that Luke could have kind of gone with like that plot like I wouldn't say they hinted it, but they they chop they chop Luke off effectively as of the next season anyway. Not, I mean, not next season, next couple I mean- seasons and he gets I think, further out of the main orbit of people by season yeah. 5 and 6.
1: I think like Luke as a spin-off character makes sense just in terms of storytelling, but in the context of this being a WB show and knowing exactly what WB wants, they would not have gotten rid of like Lorelai's like m- basically main l- love interest. The network wouldn't have, lo- also, have allowed it's that.
2: It's really hard to believe Character-wise, even with some of the bullshit stuff they do to Luke's character in later seasons, that Luke would ever leave Stars Hollow. I was
0: gonna say that's Luke, the other thing. I was like, Luke's Luke would home. never leave would Stars never, Hollow. You'd have to pry him out with Stars your Hollow. cold dead and hands. And if he
2: did, it would only be because of Lorelai, and that is the only thing that would take him out of Stars Hollow. But yeah, and I
0: feel like even then they would Yeah, have even it back then there. It, I don't it wouldn't. Know. Yeah. They retire there. But I just, the, the whole idea of, of, of prying Luke from the show, I mean, like, look, the show is very successful on its own right, but I think that Luke is very much, like, he's a big part of this show. Like, I, I He is a love interest, but mm. I think long before he's a love interest, he's kind of the surrogate father figure for Rory, too. Mm. And it's weird to just pull that person out of there like he's just a removable you know part. Would yeah, it's, not. A, it's
1: a different thing than, like, taking Angel out of Buffy, basically. Yes.
0: It's like taking Giles out of Buffy, which fucked Buffy up for <laughs> Serious in the end of season six, but that's a whole other problem. Well, like, we, you, know you
2: know, Luke was supposed to be a woman in like the, her original yes, plan. Yes, I've heard Luke's that as well. Was supposed to be a woman, and then not And Luke
1: supposed ones? to be a lesbian?
2: I, I'm not sure I'll about prob- that. I know. I'm it, sure they had them. I know like, it was out. Lot, lot of stuff but. originally playing her. Yeah, originally her it was Alex Harvey, So...
0: A lot of things would have probably been better if we had done other options, but I don't know if they would have been, been better. I Honestly, I, yeah, was... I disagree with that. I think Melissa. McCormick I don't think it catches fire as much. Oh no, not Alex Borstein! No, 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 no! Yeah. I don't, not, not her. I mean, that Luke is a woman. I could see it would be like I'm sure it would be more female-centric show in that way. It would be less about the love interest, but and
2: but then they would have. I'm okay with it. Christopher
0: forever. Oh good lord! Then yeah, maybe they right. just
1: would have written yeah. Christopher as a more competent human being. Then yeah, they would have had to. I don't
2: know.
0: Or, or it'd be just lesbians all around, so I don't
2: know. <laughs> I'm right, for yes. so- <laughs> the all-lesbian version of Gilmore Girls. Let's go yeah. for that. Uh, I
0: think we all
1: do. Everyone all right. prefers that version of Gilmore Girls. <laughs> I mean, Team Paris.
2: Right. Team Paris,
0: you guys. Team Paris. <laughs> for real. Alright, so let's let's get into the actual plot of the episode, because there's, okay. there's a lot to discuss, but it's incredibly succinct, because it basically just equates to Jess Goes to California, but we'll, we'll get into the actual characters that they introduce. Um, so The episode starts out with Rory, like, Classic Rory, knows in a book. And uh, Lorelai is talking about their European trip. This is prior to them going to um, Europe. And then sh- Lane shows up, starts talking about her uh, the Seventh-day Adventist college. She's, she's trying so
1: hard. To. To be positive. And my notes
0: that are just like, that's a bummer because she doesn't go to anything and she doesn't ever leave and they, well, they're they terrible lame. Is like, it
1: actually, but like, is it a bummer she doesn't go to that, that college? No,
0: not that one. But like the fact that she's talking about a college and she mm-hmm. can't go away and do anything is just sad. She should just left with Dave Rogowski. Yeah, and you don't have to go to college to be, um, like, happy or anything, but I think that Lane needs to get out of Stars Hollow she really, or at least yeah. experience life, and she never gets that the she way that She
1: should be the has. one taking European trips, really.
0: Yes, yeah. why don't they go with- oh, she should've gone. She should've like, stowed away. Jumping ahead a little bit, like, I was re-watching other episodes, and there's- I was watching the episodes where she is in- she comes to, to Yale for a little bit, and she, like, stays with Rory while Rory goes to Yale. And it's, like, the biggest fucking bummer. Like, that's after she's on the outs with her mom, and she's just staying there, and she's like, I guess I'll leave because her roommate's still, like, she's taking up too much space. And it's just, you can tell that, like, this is kind of something she does want. She just is, it's another time where Lane has to either sacrifice what she really wants in order to experience anything like freedom, or basically, like, alienate herself from her entire life. And she eventually chooses the latter, but it's just, it's sad. Lane is such a tragic character at large in the show, like I, uh,
1: where's I that spinoff?
0: Yeah, I talk about a fucking spinoff. That is truly the best spinoff of the show. If she had toured the country and the band like they were going to do in, in the later seasons, that would have been truly an interesting show. Especially because it would have mean it would have been like at least forty percent more Gil, and and that's a better
1: <laughs> Gil. Love
0: Gil. Love <laughs> Gil. I'm Gil. Uh, so, <laughs> so, um, they they discuss the Seventh Day Adventures. Look, like, the college is, we're saying it's uptight because literally there's separate parks for boys and girls. Like, it's that kind of a college. Um, and she's just not feeling it. Um, and then Lane just leaves all bummed out and they're the credits because that's where we're fucking living. Like, it's such a bummer of a beginning. It's just Lane, like, like, like Charlie Brown walking out of the scene. <laughs> it's just <laughs> very sad. But, um, right after that, we find out, um, well, we see more of Rory's, ex- like, she's been escalating her stress level since the middle of the season, because now she's about to graduate, and she's, like, fucking Rory. Like, I understand where this is coming from, because Rory used to be relatable at one point, point. Um, and she has, like, the four books out, or four, like, study sheets right. out, and she's studying four different subjects at once, simultaneously. I would actually
1: say the most important part of the scene is that Rory has, like, season three hair.
0: Yeah, like you know what I mean? Does. That that
1: hair is definitely much better than it is in those first two seasons.
0: Yeah, and then she and she she's talking about how she got a $250 scholarship that, from the Kiwanis club. That was the
2: most relatable thing to me because when I was an academic overachiever in my younger years, I got stuff like that. <laughs> like here's a $50 savings bond from like the Elks Yeah, club. and it was definitely, what a nerd. I it, was, I, oh, yeah. it was nice, and it was like it's so funny because it's like we won a scholarship and then you get the envelope and it's like seventy five dollars and you're like, cool. Can I
0: can I like have the, I want to share a bizarre aside? Is when I was in high school. This is a recommendation to all the children out there. <laughs> um, when I was in high school, I we had to like basically like fill out a sheet with all the scholarships we wanted to apply for, and then we wrote mm-hmm. a letter saying here's why I should get the scholarship. Which is basically just like, I'm a good person, he, and then I send it off to all these scholarships. And I remember vividly, I was like sitting with my parents, and they were like, "So I'm like, so which one should I apply for?" My dad's like, "Ah, check them all." I'm, like I can't check them all. I don't, I don't even like math. He's like, "Just check them all. Who cares?" So I check them all. I send it away. I don't think about it. Then comes like this, like uh, our our night of like scholarships and and mm-hmm. and so on. We all like go to this thing, and I want a whole bunch of fucking scholarships. <laughs> like shit. Like I want scholarships for like. Like math, and then they're like, but like, she's in like the regular math class, just, like, d- like pulling like a B average. It's like, yeah, but I'm the only one that applied for this. Ha-ha.
1: So All the children listening for to this all the are like, what is a letter?
0: Children. I, got, I got stuff for like, it was bizarre, like photography scholarships. I didn't
2: even take photography. Um, <laughs> the same thing <laughs> happened wow. to me. I got a physical fitness scholarship, and I like, <laughs> fucking hate gym, and I can't run, and I am like the worst at every <laughs> sport. And I got a physical fitness scholarship. So, and I—they the will not the check your receipt. I didn't know <laughs> I got it, but I was like at the award ceremony for the school, and like in the program, it's got like all of what you—you're who's getting what, and you're like, really, guys,
1: listeners, I never cheated the system like these two. I never. I did. didn't cheat
2: the system. I just checked I- all the boxes. <laughs> um,
0: but like for the record, like I think it was me and another girl who were both just like pretty decent academics we weren't like sl- we weren't schlubs or anything but like we got more scholarships than our valedictorians so yeah. like just apply Jesus for Christ. all the scholarships Paris Keller, it
1: would hate you both <laughs> it, it,
0: yes.
2: it, it, the, yes. the amount of the scholarships will cover like how much coffee you're gonna drink your first semester and that's about it correct <laughs> but-
0: <laughs> that's why I do like that she said this is like $250 worth of books I agree it's usually just like it's it's little stuff but it helps it definitely helps yeah. Um. so anyway so just apply for all the scholarships children um, but yeah, so she is also working eventually to speak with her grandma about picking out a dress. Um, Emily called and asked to help find a, a matching dress or, or a suitable dress for the graduation. And she's like already stressed out, but she's going to try and pencil her in because For whatever reason, she's just bending over backwards. I mean, it is her grandmother, but uh, I think she's okay to say, Grandma, I'm stressed. I can't do this. And she would have understood, but she just, you know. Rory can't be stressed. Rory's perfect, remember. And this is also,
1: this is in the aftermath of Lorelai paying back her parents, right? Yeah. Uh, Richard gives
0: her $75,000, I believe, which is the the equivalent of how much she... Um, paid for? Or no, I know. I'm sorry. For Chilton, he gives point. he gives her. I think he does give her money though. He yeah, gives her it's money and an then invest- she turns around and gives an it back to him.
2: It's like a, oh, and she was a stock, yeah, invest- right? Yeah, she got a stock when she was born. She was a baby in her name, and then it yeah. came back, and so he gives her the seventy-five thousand because it was in her name, and so she pays. And then she back turns around and gives it
0: right back to For Chilton, and they're super offended, of course, because they thought they were going to like. Classic Gilmore, they had all these strings attached to that money, and then now they feel like they're being. I think.
1: I mean, it's not so much strings is that, like they Emily takes it as she's paying them off that way. They don't have to do like family dinner, even and you know Lorelai's of course like we'll still do it on occasion, but like you know Lorelai would completely just stop just eventually.
0: Yeah. yeah. See, that's the thing. I do enjoy this show. Is that like on another show, the the um money element of things is so kind of thrown out the window as like like a emo- like you know amorphous thing. This show deals with that, I think, pretty fairly because, like, when you deal with people with wealth like that, they treat money differently. Like, they genuinely felt like that's a that's a that's an affront to them. And I feel mm-hmm. like on a different show, like even like The OC, for example, they treat money like here, here's let me write you check. Everyone's like, thanks, mm-hmm. whatever. Whereas on yeah, the, the show, only person like- who would
1: feel differently is like Caleb Nickel, but that's because he's the devil
0: exactly and then i feel like on this show they really like they let the weight of that kind of money affect like just interpersonal conversations because it is interesting because i think it's on a different show they might say like you know well what's the big deal like you know
1: you plan emily's to pay her back big... anyway yeah
0: yeah and emily's the out and out villain because she's offended but i kind of get why she's a little offended because Lorelai is also
2: kind of mm. shitty and yeah she, she knows exactly what lorelei would dinner.
1: do even though lorelei's saying i won't do it i
2: think I- I think that was it's always the, the beauty of, of the, like, Lorelai-Emily relationship is that you could see both sides, and you knew yeah. you knew when one of them was being shitty, or both of them were being shitty, or you also knew wh- why each one felt that way, and that was, like, one thing that they almost always got right, was the As opposed Emily's to Lorelai so... and
1: Rory, where Rory was usually just a shit, right. and... <laughs>
0: And Laurel, I just swept it under the rug. But uh, no, I think that Emily's one of those characters where I, I had a harder time with her growing up because it's almost like too relatable, and then yeah. when you get old enough, you're like, Jesus Christ, this is like my entire like. Not necessarily. There's too many like, dimensions family.
1: basically to want to comprehend as a. As a it is.
0: I, I really do. Like, this show is obviously, like, lampooned in, in certain elements. Like, it, it's very talky, 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 and, like, very pop culture and stuff. But it does a, a tremendous job giving depth to a female character like Emily Gilmore. Because, my God, that character on its own is probably better written than, like, half of the shows on TV right now. Oh, she could Like, it's been, very, very she good. She could
2: have been, like, a fairy tale villain in the wrong Oh, hands, yeah. You know, like,
0: and then they barely and they barely even touch the surface. Like, she's barely in every episode. She's, like, in, like, maybe 10, 15 minutes of an episode. And she does such shit with that, like, those little moments. Like, my God. Ugh, Kelly Bishop. But so, anyway, so this this is kind of, like, setting the scene of, like, oh, like, the, the, the shoe's about to drop, basically. And Lorelai is starting to notice, like, oh, you're stressed out over this. Don't worry about it. I have to call financial aid. Or I think Lorelai, I think Rory said something about financial aid. She has to put in some forms in order to get it. She's like, why haven't we heard back from them or something like that? And Laura's, Laura's, of course, just like, oh, no big deal. And then we're all like, uh oh, <laughs> like they would not be bringing you this know up. No, that means we gonna be a problem. Uh, but so uh, later on, oh, actually, in the middle of the conversation, Luke just shows up in the fucking window, which I think was like one of my favorite bits yeah. of the episode. <laughs> Luke
1: is the he imagine Luke. such a weirdo. Scott Patterson.
2: <laughs> it's when so, when so not he Luke. He plays like a frantic version of Luke. It is the most hilarious thing to me because he's see. normally so like, you know. Yeah, things like Luke that or
1: favorite. when he like tries to fight Dean over like uh, softball
0: oh my god I love it oh, everything about him oh, I just like I, Luke is definitely a, a soft spot for me I don't yeah. know about you guys oh, yeah, but this is, he's one of my favorite characters I think he does a tremendous job dealing with a lot of the shit that goes on in the show mostly coming out clean he does have problems I'm yeah he can frustrate
1: me like I don't know if there's actually any character that I feel on the show I, I just like let get away with stuff really I, I say, you know, I like, like Suki and Lane, like, are great, but even, like, when they, because Lane does a lot of dumb shit, obviously, like, yeah. her, the end of her character is basically just dumb shit, so. Yeah, uh, and yeah, that's,
0: I, that's as much, like, circumstantial, but yeah. it's, uh, she does it, she still fucking does it. <laughs> But yeah, so, I and I think Paris is another one where I, I enjoy the fuck out of Paris, but she's definitely a flawed character, yes. well, it's, that's, that's kind of the point. that's what makes Paris
2: so great, though, is she's such yeah. a Yeah, she's cane. a walking human flaw. Yeah. <laughs> she's the best.
0: She's my fave. Uh, yeah, so then so Luke shows up at the window like a fucking goober, and just, like, like like basically acting out like it's, like, a mime, just like, come on here, come out here, Try not to, he doesn't want Rory to know he's there. Which is, like, on its own really bizarre that he was... So, like, let's picture this. Luke shows up, goes around the back, starts peeking in windows yeah. <laughs> to try and find where they are, and then finds them, and then just waves. And then, uh, and then Laura lies like, oh, okay. So she, like, makes an excuse, goes outside, and then there's Luke. He's like, um, so, uh, by the way... Also, like, this scene is also so intimate, I completely forgot they're both dating other people at this point. But, like, because they truly come across, like... They're like on top of each other, and it's really weird. Like, the chemistry is insane. I always forget that with the show because I always remember the, the parts where they're actually like dating and then kissing and stuff. Like, I couldn't place when this existed in their relationship because mm-hmm. I had to wait until later in the episode to realize, oh, he's still dating Nicole. Yeah. Oh, she's still dating Jason. Oh, Nicole. Huh. But so he, he's like all up in her grill, just like, hey, by the way, uh, Jess is gone. <laughs> you know, of course, it's Luke, just like, Jess is gone, Jess is gone. And he's just yeah well forget it whatever it's nobody does relief I'm sick of him whatever and it's just it's it's depressing because yeah, he's, he's so good and he's clearly
1: just, putting he's up apart. a front when he says I'm through but like the th- reasons he says he's through it's like those are all good reasons to be through with Jess really
0: yes and he I think he realizes he does need to work but it's really past it, it. it's really sad sat. because
2: he has the turn in the scene where he says he's relieved but then he says but he's I, not. I failed him. And he's really yeah, like, heartbroken. So
1: about there's there's he a great there's though. A great the part thing. of the
0: scene. Yeah, the scene. Yeah, he didn't. It was just failed him really. Yeah. But like the scene starts out really adorably too, where he's like, you know what, whatever. I don't want Rory to be hurt, which is like, mm. oh, my heart breaks because yeah. like is this where he says, says he, he cares about power? her more
1: than he cares about himself?
0: That's right. It's so like it's so good, and it's just oh, and then. When he does eventually say that, and then Lorelai's like, oh, Luke. And she's just, of course, really touched. And she's like, it's okay. It's no big deal. Is he okay? Does he need help? Like, Lorelai doesn't even need to, like, ask these questions. Like, Jess left it really awkward with her daughter. He was shit to her. And then at one point, he also broke a wrist or whatever from the car accident. So he she's very much the right or arm, I guess. I don't know. But, like, she has the right to dislike him for the long term. But she still is, like, concerned. And she she's like, is he okay? And Luke's just like, oh, whatever. It's fine. And then he kind of just, like, walks to the, like, edge of the, the porch. Kind of stares off into space. And then, like we said, just says, like, I failed him. And it's really sad. And she's like, don't blame yourself. And honestly, like, Luke... If you're gonna take anyone's advice here, you take Laura Light Gilmore because she literally lived this. So yes. let's just yeah. agree that she understands where Jess is coming from. She and just she, you she know.
1: asks him if he knows, like, has any idea where Jess could be, and he's like, "I, I have an idea." All of a sudden, because we have to cut to the yes. spinoff this is stuff. Where,
0: this where on my notes, where he says, she goes to him, do you have any idea where he went? And then in my notes it just says, the theme, play. <laughs> like, I da, wish
1: da, 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 it was the OC theme. It so the Beach Boys. Sorry, so Beach Boys. Now it's but not they, the time also, to play Beach Boys.
0: Technical, technical like critique here, I don't know if this is just my, my taste in things, I hate that they cut to, like, him walking down out of a bus and shit. Like, they should have cut to the, the 360 shot of him on the beach. Like, why even show him leaving a bus? Walking next to a hippie
2: dude. Looking like, doing yeah. nothing. A, looking at a folded out map like it's nineteen seventy eight. It was painless. Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. Happened.
1: First <laughs> thing, <laughs> Mr. Big City boy is gonna pull the tourist map trick. Oh no he's God. not. not in a that's your years. first problem. Oh Actually, no, that's your second problem, because your first problem is what he's wearing. All black, leather life. jacket <laughs> on the in in Los Angeles, yeah. come on. Oh,
2: well, I, I did. <laughs> I like, did also have a moment that like the first shot. There's like a whole bunch of dogs on the street, which I realized it's Venice Beach. But I was also yeah. like, I was, like, There's a lot of dogs here, and then I remember the time I was <laughs> I was at LAX here. one time, and everybody had a dog except me, and so maybe. That's basically <laughs> <how it> <laughs> yeah. the, the West California Side. Thing.
1: There, there's always dogs.
0: Yeah. This this whole scene though is like truly could have been switched around. Like, why would you not just cut to him on the beach? The, and the then bus cut
1: back one shouldn't exist, basically. Well, that
0: you just get rid of the bus scene and then just cut from him leaving the beach and then. all Then I you do your
1: 360 happen. shot that would have been in like all the promos had it actually been. I know, like, picked and up. it's like you know it all would. The, on all a, the
2: aesthetics on of a it fresh
1: WB it Tuesday. The, it would
0: have
2: been the end <laughs> of the opening credits
0: just yeah all all you need all you need for a promo is just do you have any idea where he went and then cut to him on the fucking beach that's it but of course they didn't do that who would have sung the
1: theme song for uh windward circle which was the show would have been called
0: who would have been it would have been rooney right let's let's be real it has to be rooney i want rooney i don't know it It, it
1: could have been rooney
0: It'd probably be Bowie if they were going to go for that. They couldn't
1: because, afford course, Bowie. It's fucking Bowie. WB. Get your couldn't. shit together.
0: Well, they, they afforded Bowie in the last scene. They listen to a Bowie song when it's fucking They couldn't Fox afford
1: it weekly.
0: Oh, that's true. Yeah. I don't know. That's how I you get much...
1: uh, Dawson's Creek replacement music.
0: That is very true.
1: God, give me that for didn't... the theme song from the circle. Oh, hey, my God. Hey, hey. Let's,
0: like, think about it. What would be the theme song? Rudy? I would probably be Beach Boys or something. Stupid I would say
1: like no. That. I think Rudy would have Con- been. Beach Boys. Obviously, that was happening on the OC or going to happen on the OC. But in, as far as WB, it would have been early. Maybe Stereophonics. Mm.
0: Yeah, or the Eels or something. by the yeah, Eels. Yeah. yeah. I could see that. Oh, uh, oh, fans so call
1: in to tell us what you think would have <laughs> been the theme song.
0: Yeah, and so he like it's so stupid like. In general, again, like we mentioned that this is this this whole episode sucks partly in, in, in part because Jess is such a gruff person and that does not make for a great leading character. It makes for a good, I, I mean, I'm gonna say foil. You can disagree, but like definitely not a main character. It makes for
1: a good foil when it's done properly.
0: Right, I agreed. So in this, in these scenes, like going back to this shitty thing where he like gets off a fucking bus, and we watch like ten minutes of him walking around downtown Venice Beach for no reason. You because now
1: they can show that they're in California. I, this I, this episode was sorely lacking the majestic Connecticut hills of Burbank. So <laughs>
0: Connecticut hills of Burbank. And then so he like walks past the hippie guy, or I guess a guy on the Venice Beach, and yeah, he's like, hippie "Need guy. help, brother?" And like really nice dude, just and again, up. and he just Jess is like, "Nope, don't need off. help.
1: He never needs help." No, I
0: didn't ask for help or whatever. And I'm like, "What the fuck?" And he's like, "Enjoy this beautiful day." I'm like, "He's rude to hippies now." I'm like, "What did that guy even ever do to you?" Like a truly nice person offering a stranger help. Instead, he's gonna go wander around the beach like I don't understand what the hell's going on. But so he goes, he goes to the beach and he's just being rude to people left and right. He's standing on the beach not only in full leather jacket and uh, dark pants, he and like black jeans too, and he's just standing on the beach. In front of a child, like a group of children building a sandcastle. Three Like no, I don't know. I don't. I'm surprised he didn't way. step on that
1: kid's sandcastle yeah, because he he would. Got,
0: i could go on about this scene alone for like twenty. <laughs> Less of your life. But so this scene, not only is he just standing on the beach, in, and the Beach
1: in, Boys are playing.
0: <sighs> Obviously. So he's got Isn't full this, like, head- a Beach Boys
1: full- song that like you would expect. It's it, just, it doesn't it feels atonal all of it.
0: It's awful. So he's wearing like full head of moose. He's got on a jacket. His hair is so tall this episode. A shirt too, and then he's got black jeans on. Probably got a a, a wallet in there on a chain. Let's be real. And then uh, I don't know if he's wearing combat boots. I think he's got bands on, but still heavy shoes and socks on the fucking beach with an army bag the size of his body, and he's literally standing. I kid you not, like, picture a kid building a sandcastle, now, like, move ten inches to the side, he's right there. Now, I don't know California beaches, but I find that a gross invasion of space, and I don't know why that parent didn't step in and say, get the fuck away from my child! I feel like the parent because, did,
1: and just was like, I don't have to. Who are you, the like, police? Because he would say like, something so clever like that.
0: I I grew up on Jersey beaches, so I and Maryland beaches, so I, I don't really have a I. I've
1: there would have been plenty be pretty, of space for him.
0: Yeah, I understand the idea of being crowded. Like, Jersey beaches are incredibly crowded at times. But, like, the idea that you'd walk all the way onto the beach, like, there's a whole long stretch of empty beach he could have stood on. He walks all the way up towards the water, not to the water, but just towards it, and chooses to stop right in front of a child building a sandcastle. Like, to an un- like uneasy level of closeness to the child. <laughs> it's bizarre. And it just, it lands, of course, the scene is really, the reason why he's standing there is because a child is close enough to Randomly throw a little dirt on his shoe, and he gets to get all like grumpy, like, "Ugh, you're throwing sand on my shoe." You're what are standing you doing? on the beach, it's like, dude. You're literally standing on a beach full of sand, and you're in his fucking face. So of course he's just gonna keep living Which like is, his life and like, just throw some sand. If you've on ever
2: him. been to the beach, all you know is that if you look at the beach, you'll get sand somewhere. You don't even have to walk on the beach, and you're gonna come. He
1: could have just been sand. kept walking on the boardwalk, and it, like there would be sand everywhere. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like this epitomizes why his character both. Sucks at large and sucks in this episode is like how are you gonna walk onto a beach, a beach full of sand and then act mad when people put some sand on your boot? Like it is stupid. Like that is truly the height of. I want to enjoy this, but not everyone else has to enjoy it too, or, or whatever the fuck. He just loves to feel like he's encroached on. That's his character. It's just to feel like oh oh, oh I'm so mad. Oh. And it's like you move to like this this like scenic. Connecticut little small town, you move now to Venice Beach, and you're never happy? So what is going to make you happy? Basically nothing. And that's fine. He needs help. He lived in New York City as well, on top of those two. But, like, I understand that that's, like, a character flaw of his, but, like, again, that shouldn't be how you're, like, selling him to us. Like, show us the good side of Jess. We're not seeing any of that in this you, whole episode. You never
1: actually see, you know, Jess's creative side, which is supposed to be part of his character, until he's become a mature adult. Right. You just I see him argue, complaining all the time, and also saying he reads. I
0: wouldn't. I wouldn't go back to. Uh, it's. I'll recommend an episode to everybody if you want. I think the best episode Jess ever has is the one where Paris is in town, and him, yes. Paris, and Rory eat fries and talk about literature. It sounds pathetic and it's definitely a little bit like, you know, I'm, circle jerky.
1: Because but mostly is, she takes him to task for like yes. his his it's super beauty, like white,
0: male bullshit. Yeah. And he like loves it. He's doesn't he's not aggressive with her. He laughs. Like they're having a good time. He unders like they're all on the same level when it comes to like they have similar interests. She understands the references he's making too, but she's not afraid to say like shit back to him where Rory will just kind of cower and be like, uh, oh, I guess. But like it is truly the best he's ever looked on the show well, so if you want to see why he's i think epic. although i would he's say
1: failure that episode and like the discussion with paris it basically it also highlights one of my biggest problems with uh i guess just existence is as basically Jess was created effectively rewriting dean's entire character from the first season because yeah. dean is basically a non-asshole jess in the first season right down who his like his taste in books because he and has jackets. <laughs> and being from a big city which they basically erase from his character I mean, like I mean, they make I mean, him seem like a I mean, small like g- town guy with no aspirations like he's yeah. from Chicago yeah
0: that's such a weird g- like the de- the the deaning of everybody on the show is bizarre enough but like it is like a flanderization style like dean becomes literally an yeah. idiot the show they uh, take
1: dean's best aspects and give them to jess but then they make Jess an asshole also
0: and the, what's weird about the Dean stuff, too, is when they introduce Dean, it's not like they... Like, the whole crux of Dean's introduction is Rosemary's Baby, a reference to a rant... Like, obviously, it's a pretty well-known movie, but He's I am talking wear, about the book,
1: have, specifically. Yeah,
0: the book, specifically. Yeah. But I've worn, like, a shirt... Like, I'm a millennial, I'll put it in that... And I'm still younger than them on the show, or I'm about on par. Mm-hmm. So I've, I have a shirt that says, all of them witches. I've worn that plenty. People constantly are like, what the fuck are you wearing? Are you a <laughs> witch? And I'm like... Look at some references, witch? Right, it? Like, look, I understand like the idea of people not knowing what it's about, but like truly the fact that he ref- if you could, understood that reference. If you can find pretty... some a boy in high
1: school who understands like a reference like that, like you're set.
0: <laughs> I, I get why she jumped on yeah, it. Yeah, you lock that shit. Like, it down, makes
2: sense. girl. Lock it
1: down. And yeah, that's the thing. So... At first like Jess could get her references until uh, just created, then Dean no longer gets references because he's just a jock who all of a sudden cares about softball games.
0: It's just it's, it's it's literally
1: its He's a completely different character.
0: Yeah, And the difference between Jess and, and Dean partly is also that Dean was willing to become part of the group. Like He wanted to meet Lorelai and respect her and come into the house and learn how that... Or Jess was kind of like, ugh, no, no thank you, I don't like that. So those are the two different sides of the coin too where I feel like they also made... They they took the openness of Dean, willing like being willing to come in and like help around the house and be friendly to Lorelei and then just made that his whole, whole wholesome like you know wheat toast image, mm-hmm. and that's just not the character that was introduced. And the, the reason why I think Jess is also a problem is that it's actually the the bitter irony of this is that they start off these two characters. Well, they start off Dean as basically like a, a nicer version version of Jess, and make him trash by the end of his character. And they start off Jess as a trash character and make him a Dean by the end of it. And it's like it's like reverse insanity. And I just think that like I I understand why people got sick of it. Like I understand why people were done with the fact that like she's always dating some random weirdo because she has terrible tasting guys. Because
1: I guess is- yeah. In theory, the Dean that's introduced in season one. Like, he should kind of end up the way Jess does. Like, he was just a a big city guy who was in some small town for, like, the rest of high school, basically. He would have, in theory, gotten out. And...
2: I'm about to. We I'm see how that goes. Do, I'm about to do something that I never thought I would do, and it's almost defend Logan Huntsberger, but only. <gasps> in, but only in okay. the respect. no well, listen, listen. Only in the respect oh. that he is the most consistently written yes. of Rory's horrible boyfriends. Oh well, because yeah. Because he he's got more piece episodes. Of shit from the word go, right up to the end. <laughs> There's no, like, you, g- you got it, Ace. where you're like, oh, <laughs> Logan's redeeming himself. Logan's a changed man. No, he's always horrible. Where, it, like, the other two, it's up and down and it's a roller coaster.
1: Okay. I mean, I, I also even- hated Lo- Logan uh, in my youth, but I-, I feel like I've kind of become more appreciative of him in uh, my elder age simply because he is a character who is who he is, like, from the onset. We don't have to deal with, like, rewriting of the character.
2: Yes. He's consistent. He's consistent. I think the frustrating—he is who he
1: says he is at all times.
2: About the Logan thing, isn't like oh, Logan is this way. It's like yeah, he is this way, and it's consistent. It's. Rory, why are you with Logan? Yes. Like, Rory,
1: why are you expecting him to change when he's told you who exactly who he is yeah, and he's not... every turn? The minute he met you, yeah.
0: he's been calling you ace. Like, let's get real. <laughs> like, he has no no respect for you. Yeah, and you've now met um, Of course, people will argue it, that. To it makes me...
1: Became, uh, it makes me happy that, like, uh, Justin just, like, keep calling her Dodger, like, after Artful Dodger. Because oh, <laughs> imagine God. if that continued.
2: God, oh, I... Oh, my God.
1: Oliver impressed.
2: Twist. Oh, God, I'm
1: sorry, but, like, him, him being impressed with the fact that, like, she knew Oliver Twist.
0: Come oh on, my people. Gosh, you guys.
2: She's a girl and she reads books. She... I and think if, I, they bring out the worst
0: in each other. I think it times, was this
2: whole sure. like, Jess is from the big city, so he thought they were just gonna be a bunch of small town dumbasses. And I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty
1: sure he said bumpkins at least in the yeah, first yeah. two episodes. He's, he's yeah, and there. I
2: think the problem is partly that Jess
0: does a lot of good. He she, he def- and also I think Logan does to a degree. He takes Rory and like tries to make her do shit, whereas Rory doesn't do anything prior to like season like end of season two. But
1: I that's mean, because
0: Rory's just a meek little tragic like, bird.
1: Rory's a better like, person when she's not doing anything that's true keep keep that in mind i'd rather she never did anything because when she does things she like i need to drop out of yale i'm gonna be terrible to my mother i'm gonna steal a boat every
2: time she behaves badly it's because of one of these dumbass boyfriends including missing her mother's graduation from college because of fucking jess
1: yes in my rewatch i'm currently about to start that episode
2: oh god it makes me so mad i'm like that is your
0: mother (laughs) Like, yeah so um, so and it was so anyway it's getting back to what he he's just like basically kicking kicking sand being rude to kids like a true like like no teeth villain it's insane so after the after the sand shit uh we cut back to lorelei she of course we already knew that she was about to drop it like hits the floor as she gets the mail and freaks out over um she gets a letter <coughs> from yale saying they denied fin- financial aid to rory Uh-oh. this is this is a whole my, my my notes on this are just like that's not how financial aid works question marks for like three paragraphs well you know
1: like, like tv like Paris is still trying to figure out where she's going to college, which is ridiculous.
0: That's absurd. Paris would have picked, like, the first day. Like, it's not Paris to do that. But anyway, so regardless of that, though, financial aid, traditionally, a lot of wealthy children, in fact, many, they get a lot more financial aid than some some people who come from poverty. So that's bullshit. Um, it doesn't really matter. Loans are loans. She could easily take out a loan. That's what most of our generation.
2: No one on TV
1: knows it what FAFSA is.
2: It doesn't make any sense because they're acting like the seventy five thousand she got from Richard is bumped her up into a no tax bracket. Which, okay, mm-hmm. yes, it doesn't. But for that, wouldn't have even showed up it yet. She showed have up for our taxes. For taxes that they would have used for a bit from the year
0: before. Oh Jesus! <laughs> the anger. Sorry, this is
2: like I infuriating mean, to me. We've all applied like, for this financial aid. late. Is... Come on, guys. I know, and it
0: just like it, I, I, the struggle of like hearing like, oh, this seventy five thousand dollars I got at this club. No, it wouldn't work like that. Like, come on, you would you would talk to an accountant. And this isn't how it works. It's it's considered a a gift, and you'd you'd write it off as a, as a gift back because you sent it back to him. You didn't keep it. All- and later on in the episode, we'll get to that in a second. But like Rory even says, like just show them a, a copy of your bank statement. And, and Lorelai's like, Rory, no, I tried everything, and it's like you tried nothing. We watched the phone conversation. You barely put up a fight, and you were just like. You're just telling so us a guess... story about
1: how perfect Rory is. Everyone does that. That's not an actual try. Yeah.
0: And, and, like, I get why she's upset and she's maybe not thinking it through, but wouldn't you immediately try and challenge it? Like, go there in person, discuss it with someone, bring your financial, like, statements, show them your income, and, like, all she's got to do is prove that she's not making that much a year. If you make a sudden, like, $75,000 thing like that, you could easily, like... Like, there are millions of ways to get around. Like, that's just insane to me that uh, they just let that go. Time- she just rolls over and just, like, whatever, I guess I can't pay for Yale now. Like,
2: what? One time, I cried on the phone to financial aid three weeks before classes started, and that's how you get shit done, Lorelai like, it Gilmore. It's just not <laughs> how, it's yeah. like, she wants- financially... She-, she
0: wants
1: to be too strong. It's like, no, just cry. Just, just cry in front of and them.
0: And truly, like... It works. Like I said before...
2: That's
0: <laughs> I'll try and throw a, like a link to an article. I know I've read it before because it's it's very very well known. I think by a lot of people that again, people from high tax brackets tend to get a lot in financial aid. It has nothing to do with how much you actually earn. Because they're all cheating the
1: system, like Mora.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> but like scholarship wise, she's maybe not getting enough to help her out uh, offset it. But like truly, if you're gonna do like grants and things, like she could easily qualify for some Pell grants and stuff. Like it doesn't make sense that they didn't even try their other options. They immediately just go to. I need all this money for Yale or the idea of Rory taking out student debt. Like, why wouldn't she just do that? Like, I don't think that it's good things to have to force your kids to do that. But like one, if you're going to go to an Ivy league, you must've thought that through. Correct. Like what what was your, you don't have an option in case this happens. Like, come on. (laughs) like You can't assume you're going to get financial aid for everything. I'm surprised if we're going to go in that route, that they even let her get away with it at all. Because even though she's, you know, an independent like earner and single household, a whole runner, She's still a a Gilmore. They must be able to look at her family history and know that she comes from money, but if if that doesn't disqualify her, suddenly this $75,000 does, but whatever. And regardless, she's, of course, too proud to ask her parents for it, so we'll get into that later on in the episode. Meanwhile, though, we get more of the lovely Jess roaming around Venice Beach trying to find his dad's place, and it's terrible. Everything about it's awful, and he shows up to a house, which is like... (sighs) If you describe to like a teenager, like draw a quirky house in like Southern California, this is what they do. Like it's
2: including putting so... Sherilyn Finn in there. Yes. <laughs> and I
0: I love Sherilyn Finn. This is like the least I've ever liked her, I think. Uh, aside from when she played April? um whatever the fuck Anna, mom, Anna, whatever it yeah. Anna. Anna. Yeah. Anna. I blocked well,
1: it out. <laughs> okay, so since Sherilyn Finn is in this episode, we can discuss the fact that Uh, It was apparently Dawson's Creek who won the war in terms of using Twin Peaks alums uh, versus Gilmore Girls because it had both Sherilyn uh, and Maginamic and uh, who else was it? Dana Ashbrook in Dawson's Creek. And they all worked pretty well. I think Sherilyn was probably the one who was used probably the least of them. But none of them are as infuriating as Sherilyn Fenn in this role. (laughs) Or as April's mom.
0: (laughs) I feel like in this role, it's not even like she's- like, she's playing a sprite or something. Like, she's not playing- Like, she has the hair
1: to, like, confirm
0: that. It's nuts. Like, it is- this is, like, this is where- when people used to say, like, adorkable and stupid shit like that, like, this is- this is, like, early, 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 like- Previews for the new girl, like what the fuck's so, happening in this, so she this was country? The manic, like the manic
2: pixie dream girl before this. Manic pixie. Well, I I have
0: such a hard time with that term too, because I think too. it's incredibly divisive and, and bullshit. And but sexist. this is the this is the yeah this is the stereotype of that though. Like this is what that truly like. If someone was trying to say this is like the worst case scenario, it's this character. Like she is truly. Ugh, it's, it's everything
1: she just beats, like, you mean to her because, own drum, and she knows everything, and her daughter's a, a wait, weirdo. The
2: herself is, like, talking about the Wizard of Oz and how she- It makes
1: like, me so angry.
2: Oh, Wizard everything fucking about it.
1: Did I, scru- I Cream shut up at my
0: TV. She has, it
2: like- It was- she's, she's got all of the- 70, She's say, got, like, quote, unquote, 75 dogs, but I will- Yeah, I do, truly,
0: like, seven dogs.
2: I do respect nuts. the fact that two of her dogs are named Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis- I think that's pretty good, right there.
0: But also, like, so, so this character, like, literally, she's basically like Lorelai without any of the likable parts of her. Like, she's got all the like knows everybody well, no. in town. She's Lorelai with she only on.
1: likable parts because she has no flaws.
0: True, yeah, I guess, yeah, that's. But then I don't find that likable. <laughs> I know that's
1: the me, problem. Like, she it's she, ironic. Uh, she's got no she's flaws. a Mary Sue, as Max Landis would say.
0: Yeah, God. Oh, but so, so she's she's. Standing on the roof, I think, or something.
1: Right. Like, yes, about her she's standing side. on the roof. She's not <laughs> like, real. It, like,
0: it just, it, it like, there are moments when that happens. Like when I rewatch this, where I'm just like, am I like watching it? Like, I couldn't even keep up with what to take notes on because it's just too much at once. So, so Jess walks up again. Like it's like something out of a like a dream where like the house has like two different entrances, picket fences, seven dogs, random tarps, and like, like 15 uh, tie-dyed sheets of paint and. and tie-dyed sheets and, like, wind chimes and dream catchers and all kinds of stuff. And she's on the roof in, like, a tie-dyed outfit with, like, a head wrap. And she's like, hey, what's up? It's the Wizard of Oz. And I'm saying, who the hell are you? What's the password? And he says, I'm Jimmy's son. She's like, oh, I didn't know Jimmy had a son. That's that's a a horse with a different feather.
1: It's It's even better because he's like, I'm Jess. Jess, And she's like, I don't know who the fuck a Jess is, basically.
0: Yeah, Yeah, like, (laughs) what? (laughs) What are you talking about? So she goes on some weird tangent about this is like the uh, this is like the Wizard of Oz. I'm the guy behind the curtain and I'm asking you for the secret password. So what's the password, like Sonny Boy? <laughs> and he's just like, uh, I'm I'm just I'm just Mariano, Jimmy Mariano's son, whatever, and she's just like, Oh, that's a horse of a different feather. <laughs> just like everything about her is just so fucking stupid. Like, what I get. Is- what I
1: want this show to have gotten picked up, just if only she was talking like she was from the twenties, see? Like Mobbed up to the eyeball, Schmitty.
0: <laughs> oh my god. And so, so she lets him in, even though he still is technically a stranger, but she lets him in. Um, also, just like, truly, when she's walking through and letting letting him into the, the house, there she's like, she, she's got all these dogs, like seven dogs, all of them with weird names. And, of course, like, uh, Jess is like, well, you like dogs, I guess, whatever. And I'm just like, my notes are all just, is the metaphor of stray pets being her favorite thing too strong? (laughs) Like, basically, Jess is another random stray dog, and it could not be more telegraphed. And, of course, she's just like, here, go ahead, sit over here. And then we get this stupid stirring scene of, like, Jess walking into his dad's, like, den where there's, like, all these, like... Like records and books and all, like, the love he never gave his son in this room. Like, it is such a, like, a, like of course you're supposed to be like, wow, he's gonna fucking get it. Like, that's his Jess. But it's also, like, what a monster that has all this time to collect that many records and books and can't even, like, pick up a phone and say, hi, I'm your father. Like, <laughs> what a piece of shit. Like, I find that so, like, this isn't fun and quirky. This is, like, it's... Uh, it's objectively terrible and and demeaning to Jess. Like, what? he's an afterthought, clearly. Like, yeah, why like, am I no supposed sp- to want to support Jess? this,
1: like, reconciliation, basically?
0: I hate everything about like, it. Like, it'd be different I if mean, the father didn't know about him. And realistically, he did, and like, you would walk in there shit. and be
2: like, you know what? Fuck this dude. <laughs> right! right! Like, I'd be like, what?
1: That's a time like when, when Jess would be allowed to be woman? a dick because... Yeah.
0: Ugh, yeah. that's what I want. I would, like, hopefully the show would be that way, but it's, it, we don't ever get that part, but not that I want it. <laughs> so You're like, asking of for it. See? Like, but he's walking into the room, and he opens one of the, war- like, a wardrobe, and, of course, there's a, a child, like, reading uh. a book in it with a book light, and then you thought her mom like,
1: was a manic pixie. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> this is, like, my my notes are just, like, are just my like, nightmare. Um, are just, like, my notes are just, like, uh, what the fuck is, I don't even know the name of it, but, like, the little uh, is that what it's called like little oh my god this just sucks I can't even say the name of it but like little like stars and like little like squiggly lines and just like quirky as fuck <laughs> like that's all this is this whole thing exists to be just like This is quirky, and deal with it, guys. It's Southern California. It's a a different world. They
2: love their, like, little precocious, brainy kids. Like, you know, you have your Rory, and now you have this kid, and then you get April. This kid is no Rory,
1: that's for sure. No,
2: of course not. That kid is, this
0: kid is so fucking weird, too. This kid is, like, troubled.
2: (laughs) Truly. Her mother collects clowns. That right there but right also you why she's yeah, that, so fucking troubled. She collects alone. clowns. I,
0: I'm I'm you fucking hiding in a wardrobe too. I'm sorry, if I'm I walked into clowns.
2: this woman's house, I don't care if my dad I haven't met in seventeen years lives there, and I walked in and she's got clowns all over her fucking wall, I'd be like first bus, back children to it right now.
0: Children in her children in her cupboards, clowns on the walls. Like this is just
2: what oh, so she kind of like, nightmare the... psychopath collects clowns? That's too weird in the Twin Peaks, Sherilyn Fenn. Too weird.
0: <laughs> true and the child reading the book is <clears> mute <throat> essentially like that's part of the weirdness is like the child is just very very quiet reading a book she does eventually say like get the door as he leaves and he's like what and so she he closes the door for her it's like again like quirky as fuck and then later on we get back to like we, met, we mentioned before i think the the chilton stuff is way better the madeline louise stuff
1: madeline louise excellent. save us
0: they are so good. I love, there's a great scene where they're talking amongst each other, and they're so depressed that jean jackets are out, which I put, like, jean jackets are never out, you liars! <laughs>
1: I love the to give Claire, a hug. Jean jackets are still in, babe. And there's,
2: there's okay. Paris and Lorelai stuff in this, which is Yes, fantastic. it's so good. Ugh. Fantastic. yeah
0: that, that i wish we had more of that that's the best but so i also like there's like a um there's a moment where, where uh emily calls rory and says what are the other people's grandparents wearing so rory of course asks madeline louise like that's a good idea and they're like hopefully the pearls i get when she kicks i was like jesus these two are the <laughs> so <best."> good <laughs> like that is that's the worst
1: oh part God. about the late seasons no like no oh, man, real oh, amount of madeline, madeline, madeline louise. louise like they show oh, like they, for spring they break they and that's it
0: they try with Kristen Ritter, and it's just not yeah. the same. I mean,
1: Kristen, like, we love whatever. you, but it's not the same.
0: Yeah, it's not. And and so we love you, Kristen. It... Come on the show. <laughs> but so they they um they're she's on the phone with Lorelai eventually afterwards because they keep missing each other and they're they're trying to catch up with each other. At, they're both at Chilton. Um, Lorelai literally across the room. She's there for like a parent teacher, like There's... trying to earn tickets for the the, it's like grad night it, the senior. Yeah, it's, like, it's yeah, PTA stuff, senior...
1: kinda. Yeah. yeah.
0: So she's there, and Paris is like her boss because that's how this works, I guess. <laughs> that's how so
1: every dynamic works with Paris.
0: Yeah. <laughs> also, like I don't understand why Lorelai's even there. It's all children. Like why? She's like the only adult. I feel like. I I've think ever. I
1: think it is like a PTA thing, also, and in theory it she is, should be in she's... charge, but.
0: It's She's Paris. also the only adult I could see. Everyone else is just, like, the kids and then the photographer or videographer. So it's, it's just so funny to me. It's like Lorelai showed up just to be bossed around by Paris. That's the <laughs> greatest. And so Paris is there, shames her immediately for not getting her stuff done, and then, like, Lorelai tries, like, to, like... She's yes. like Where's really Rory? Shiny. He's like,
1: not here. She, like, tells Rory to run.
0: Yeah, she's like, run, Rory, run. And then she's like, your hair's really shiny, Paris. And Paris is like, whatever. <laughs> like, just get back to work. <laughs> it's the greatest. And then, oh, so this is the great... The, the thing about this episode is it's not even that good, but there's, those scenes seem so much better in comparison because we swing back to Jess with Cheryl and Finn again. They're touring the boardwalk. She knows every fucking random asshole on the Which street. Which is not a thing. It's, it is the stupidest thing. It's it, like playing a video game. It's a very you're able to interact stars, with every single NBC. Yeah. It's It's so a very stupid.
1: stars hollow thing or even bunheads thing and but, it's not anything that's happening on the west side or any part of it. I agree it really. is.
0: I agree it is. But also, I think of the hard time I have with it is that, like, no one talks the way she's talking to them. Like, she's in the middle of conversations, and every time she sees someone, like, she'll just say, how is everyone? Oh, that's great. How are you? Hey, you better open that button. You, If you don't have time to sew it, I'll sew it for you. Oh, hey, how's your daughter doing? Is she okay? I hope she does better. Like, it's just not
2: realistic. No one has conversations like this. It's nuts! Like No one, especially what? on the West Coast, is not a West Coast thing to be that friendly. And
0: Stars Hollow obviously is quirky and full of people who are all friendly to each other, but Lorelai could easily walk down the street and not get caught up in, like, 30 conversations. She'd just be, she'd wave, she'd say hello. The only two that would maybe talk to her at length are Miss Patty and and, um, Babette. Like, everyone else would mostly just let her, like, go on her way. Yeah, like, Like, Babette sometimes,
1: like, just stops you and tells you she was in a cult, and you have to listen to that.
0: Like, like, that's, I believe. But also, like, the Sherilyn Finn stuff, part of my problem is that she's not being stopped by everyone. She just keeps walking. She just keeps talking to
1: people who aren't addressing her. (laughs)
0: And she's, like, cutting through businesses, and, like, everything about it just is just... Ugh, I hated it. But so, so she's, like, walking across town, knows... And also, like, I'm not from Venice Beach or California, but I find it very hard to believe she's gonna know every single person on Venice Beach. I feel like that's full of a lot of people, and that's a very hard place to know every single person. Like, she knows truly, like, random people walking down the street. Like, okay, maybe there's some regulars, but not, like, every other person... It's, like, I know from where I'm from, if it was, like, a beach town, you might know, like, the people that work at the shops. But she's talking to, like, strangers walking down the street. Like, it's just, like, I know everyone here. What? She's That's- Gossip oh, Girl. That's what you, what yeah, you're saying. she is Gossip Girl. This is it. This is the real scoop. <laughs> XOXO, she's Gossip Girl, guys.
1: Uh, oh, oh, speaking God. of ways people don't talk to people, I just found a clip of, like... The actual, I guess, unaired pilot for Windward Circle? Because I know it's not in this I episode of that. television, but mm-hmm. here is a, it's a clip of Jess interacting with locals.
2: I saw that. It's on YouTube. Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, watched
1: it's, it's awful. Yeah, it's, it's awful.
2: It, and in, um, that guy, the guy in the clip... Or- I it respect is, uh, you Latoya I'm not gonna watch this I can probably get through a second watch of it, it and, right like,
1: now please do
2: I,
0: I watched like ten seconds of it I'm like no. Nope. what great
1: hell right oh God no one talks God. like this like it's a, in a different it's in a different way that no one talks like uh, you know they do in Gilmore girls it's like you're doing a bunch of beach bums and this is how we're talking no stop this
2: and the uh, by the way the guy in the green vest is we'll later go on to play Brendan the waiter at Luke's if you Remember? Yeah. And the Icky waiter. Yes. So. I just, I, in general, like, we have beach, I know
0: California is a different lifestyle, I know that's different, but, like, beach people don't necessarily, they're not all, like, hey, man, what's up? Or, like, hey, I'm, like, quirky and... Not so, since I get a lot episodes
1: of, of Beverly Hills 90210, basically.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, you get maybe one or two people in that, not the entire street of people is all hippies, and, like, I get it's a lot of that, but, like, it just seems... It's just, it's just, it's just trash. Like, the thing about the OC that works so well is that, like, truly, the people that lived and worked on the beach were just regular fucking people. Because that's what California is. It's regular people who happen to live at a beach. Like, guess what? <laughs> like, come <laughs> on, guys. We're all human beings. <laughs> we're not all stereotypes of, like, surfer dudes. Also, like, I cannot get out of my head the concept of uh of Charlene Finn being Gossip Girl because it really does fit. Because, like, literally, she can be, like... Guess who showed up today? The brunette from, like, starts And again,
1: another Twin Peaks connection, because Match and Amic was on Gossip Girl, so... Uh,
0: But so, yeah, so... It's like she's back... Gilmore Girls, Gossip
1: Girl. Yeah.
0: God, I love it. Um, but so, so anyway, so Jess is back in town to shake things up, and Jimmy is talking to uh, Big Pete about pickles. Like, I don't need this. Like, <laughs> hey, the pickles really thing did. is not
1: as bad as the Wizard of Oz thing.
0: <laughs> That's my this b- is still really bad. That's
2: my favorite <laughs> sentence ever. He's talking to Big <laughs> um, Pete about pickles.
0: It's trash. Everything, like, literally, they're like, uh, my, my pickle guy said, "Did they be here by yesterday?" Oh well, I'm gonna call him and find out. I don't want to call him find out. Call him. What am I paying you for? He's like, "Fine, I'll do it. I'll do it." Like, like, what are we? Cause we're getting these like snapshots of like a, the busy lifestyle that's the of people working that, and living on the. Beach. That's oh. the stuff that like...
2: when you write a script and you usually like you're not ready to write all that stuff yet, so you just write in like they talk about yeah. hot dog business, blah blah blah. Well, and then yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: The Jess yeah. is, like, uh, Amy Sherman, like, at her most, like, Sorkin-esque, especially in the argument scene later between uh oh. and Finn uh, and Rob, uh, Rob Estes, because, holy shit, like, he is, like, in the newsroom at one point yeah. <laughs> in this episode. I
0: have, I have a full block between him yeah. and Justin
1: It's, in not, it's not good over. Sorkin. It's newsroom and Studio 60 Sorkin is what this yes. episode is yes, on the Jess side.
0: This is, this is my, your brother is serving in Afghanistan. <laughs> uh, oh, um, God. So, uh, so basically, again, this is like a sh- I, I my notes here are just like a show where the main character goes on random silent binges in California was already success was successful other places, not like, here. Like, it's
2: literally, this is why, this is, this scene with him and Jimmy is like the exact opposite of Lore, Lorelai and Rory, because, yeah, and it's the like thing with Luke. They hardly girls, say a word. They're totally monosyllabic. They're like just, bleh. Beach. Here's a beach. And you can't have two characters that are doing yeah. that.
0: Like, what? And the Why do you need Jimmy is,
1: when you have Luke then?
0: Yeah, I don't know. But so the, the problem here also is that the fact that when he's, when he's having this conversation with him, basically, so Jess shows up and he's like, hey, Jimmy, it's me. And Jimmy's like, whoa, hey. And they have a little, like, heart to heart. It's like a love letter to Ryan Atwood because. The, the charisma that somehow shines through, like, when you think about it, Ben McKenzie wasn't doing much too, like, different than this. He's actually very similar to Jess in that sense, where it's, like, coming from, well, in heavy quotation marks, strife, to live with a family in California, like, out of fish out of water, blah, blah. blah. Kind of against his will, but he's here, whatever. Kind of, you know, at odds with everybody who's here, but still trying to make the best of a bad situation. But he's still, like does so much with the silence where the silence here, like the Gilmore girls at large, this show is almost nonstop wall to wall, like pages of script. Like we went Sorkin, like pages of script pages and pages of script. Every time there's a silence on the show, it's usually for a very good reason. Like they hold the silences for very, very intense moments that are usually high emotions, high like stress, high, you know, melodrama the fact that, like, just the average scene where they're saying hello, and it's not played for drama. I don't think like it's not really it's supposed to be like a super intense scene. It's more just like, hey, hey, but there's just silence, and it
2: just it rings so. Look false
1: how similar they rest are. Of the episode
0: is
2: like, oh, yeah. This is the show it. I want to watch. These two guys that can't string together a fucking sentence. Thanks. I just hate it, and
0: then it just comes across again. I just keep sitting here thinking like, ugh, Ryan Atwood, even though he oh. said probably less. <laughs> well, I, mean, uh, I, would, I would,
1: would say. Watching this episode with my brother, Sean, and, like, during them just, like, not talking, my brother was like, okay, California, Luke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, it's... Ugh. I
2: mean, and let's be, like, perfectly fair to Ryan Atwood, at least his, like, white male broody bullshit has some content... Like, there's he actual, actually had a like, struggle. Yeah, there's actual horrible True shit that happened to Ryan to make him what he is. Whereas Jess is just like, well, my mom's kind of flighty and I never met my dad. And I'm like, well, that sucks, And the, the, the thing down. that really people who love the thing you. That's,
0: like, the thing that really sucks with that is that, like, I remember kind of vaguely watching this live. I did watch it live. but it's, it's, it's been a long time. But I think I remember, like, having a completely different visual for what Jess's mom was. Because the way he describes his mom is like, how could this woman let him just here's, run across town, here's the live difference. with a brother, Here. blah, blah?
2: What we got, because, you fine. know, the actress that played his mom, Liz, also was Susan's sister on ER. You remember? Um, she also sold train. her
1: baby in cop <laughs> rock. <Right.
0: laughs> so, yeah, well, she the, she, she played a lot
2: of these, like, drug-addicted, <laughs> like, you know, yeah, sold her baby kind of... Pepper
0: Ann. That, yes, that's her thing.
2: <laughs> so then, like, she shows up, and you're like, yeah, she's gonna be, like... She was on ER, and no, no, she's not at all like that. She's completely
0: normal! I mean, she's I would say you could argue that she kind of comes across like she might have some kind of, maybe, I think they're hinted at, like, kind of bipolar or something, but, like, explain that she's on her medicine or something. Like, explain that she's gotten help. It's more she's in
1: over her head when it comes to having to raise such a a shitty child.
0: Exactly, but they never- They bring her in almost irrelevant to Jess's story. It's bizarre.
1: There's, like- a matter of, I guess, like she has shitty taste in men for the most part. Before TJ, like there was yeah. like a bunch of like assholes, but like there's not even the. I don't think they ever imply. Most likely because it's WB, it is pretty light, but like they never even imply that like Jess was ever abused by like one of right. these guys or something. Like he. No,
0: she's just forgetful. I think. Yeah, she's just, yeah. She's just, and, and does drugs like he was possibly neglected, so and
1: then he like acted out. He, like, right. even comparing him to Jen from uh, Dawson's Creek, who had, like, her yes. own, you know, big city life and then went into, like, the small town. Like, he's nowhere near her level of, like, fucked upness. Or, like, mm-hmm. he is a, even, like, Jack, two on the Jack scale and of fucked upness. Jack and Andy Mc- yeah. Jack a and much Andy.
2: more fucked-up family than Jess did. So. Yes. And, and, the thing and they were, like,
1: supposed to be have been, like, the rich people who, like, yeah. they fell from grace. But, yeah. Like, they had, like, a r- real struggle. He... For the amount of anger he has it.
0: And the thing is they makes undercut no sense. it. They undercut it not just by showing her being mostly a functional person. She eventually has a kid with TJ and it's, like, she parents him, like, a normal parent. And it's, like, all pretty normal. And it's, like, what are we watching? Like, why did Jess run away? Like, she and, seems like a completely competent parent.
2: Yeah, like, they're mom.
0: definitely crazy in their own way, but they're not, like, or, I mean, yeah. they're, they're, they're I, like, flighty I, and, you know, forgetful.
1: I understand not, Luke, like, uh, like you know, insulting her because, like, she's the opposite of him and she's his sister. So, like, of yeah, course well, he's so, going like, to have a problem with it. But That's like, the other
0: thing that I always found really, like, suspect. Like, sure, You had a shitty parent growing up. Maybe her, maybe your mom was worse than we're seeing. But you moved in with Luke. I am like Luke was, like, as competent a parent as you could possibly get with no notice, and he- he tried so hard, and he had all this money, he would've put you through college, you idiot, and instead, you just blow it because you don't feel like just showing up to school? Like, you didn't need a second job to get a car. You didn't need a second job to have spending money. Luke would've given you that money if you'd worked at his fucking diner. I don't- I don't have the patience for this whole, like, woe is me, I need to live my own life and make it my own way- When you just can't accept help from people around you. Like, it's a pride thing that becomes... He's
1: basically like like a poor little rich boy without ever being rich.
0: Exactly! And it's just... I think what we're saying partly is that, like, we're... Jess is treating it like he has no other options. Whereas, truly, he's had safety net after safety net that not only the other fictional characters we mentioned didn't have, a lot of real-life people do not have. And I find this, like, I happen to have a nice safety net, but I'm like, I would never begrudge someone to have a, a harder time than I did because... Like clearly, he did not try all his options. Like he goes immediately to like, oh shit, I'm fucked. I'm I had to go live with my
1: dad. Kind of like Lorelai like... not uh, really pushing with the financial aid. She's not exhausting all of her options, and neither is he.
0: And it's just so like it's such a prideful thing. I hate I hate that element of both of them. They're very similar in that way. And I think the the struggle is that it's like. We've watched other characters struggle far more than you have on this show alone. Like, there are characters on this show, like, even Paris, for example, eventually becomes more or less destitute because her parents were, like, scamming taxes and stuff, but she wanted to stay at Yale, so she starts living, like, paycheck to paycheck, I think, more or less, with student aid, and it's just, like, when you have characters that are trying to make it like that, you just- it it becomes a lot harder to take these, like, you know, wink at the camera- they had a somewhat sheltered upbringing, and they're not totally rich See, even thing. With, Whereas,
2: even with, with Lorelai, <sighs> I can justify it more than I can with Jess, because with Lorelai, it's all about proving that she can do this without the Gilmores' help, which obviously she couldn't. Because, but every time she, she again, she to- was
1: pregnant at 16 years old. That's real struggle, yeah. as opposed to yeah. everything Jess is going through at 16, 17,
0: 18. And I still always thought the stuff with Lorelai was a little bit annoying, too, but that's just, that's just that's a personal thing, where I'm like... You didn't need to run away. <laughs> like, why did you do this? But of course, See, it's, it's that's more just
1: that. uh, Lorelai's own insecurity when it comes to like yeah. how her parents will handle certain situations, which is a, and that never yeah, really goes guess. away. It's I didn't
0: totally live a, her life totally so. a
2: pattern through her whole life, so yeah.
0: But so that, but she made she truly made the best of a bad decision, pretty much. Whereas he did not. He just went. He he out. He doesn't. I don't want to do this anymore. It's he like, always bailed. What, which bro, is, of course true he struggle, failed. And, True struggle is going to school every day. Like, that seems so stupid, but, like, a lot of people can't get that done, and that's the reason why you didn't finish high school, dude. Like, he would have done so much better if he had eventually gone to college. He clearly needed the help to, to shape him into a better person. He somehow got it in California and then back in New York eventually. We don't see it he, happen, but he, he needed to go to the Bedford Diary School, guys. <laughs> <laughs> he locked
2: out of school because he was working too many hours at Walmart at a job that he didn't even <laughs> need because he was living second in second job. And he was working at the diner, too. So, what what are you trying to prove here, dumb shit?
0: I, I truly- When I go back and watch those episodes, too, like, the conversations they're having, like, Luke looks like- I mean, Scott Patterson looks like his brain is about to explode because it truly makes no sense. Like, the logic there is, like, but why did you do this? And he's like, because I wanted extra money. And he's like, and it's not affecting your schoolwork? He's like, no, it didn't. Of course, then he eventually flunks out and has to leave. But, like- Luke is like, why didn't you just tell him Yeah, like, Luke's
1: like, basically, if it doesn't fix your schoolwork, continue this, because he's, he's actually, like, Prem, because he's, he's, like, Employee yeah. of the Month and everything, and of course, being Employee of the Month, and Luke pointing that out, he has to complain about it.
0: I fucking hate everything about this fucking character, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually... I, I think a lot of times people think people about gonna, how he becomes... Like, gonna give I, us, like, look, one star like on
1: him. iTunes for this.
0: I get why people like him. He's definitely, like, an interesting character, but he truly is a failure, and it makes me really annoyed that we don't get to see him succeed. Like, I want to see this character do well, because eventually he does. He never does on the show. I think he only gets worse and worse, and then eventually... And I'm skipping over the parts where he attempted to sexually assault Rory, so shut the fuck up, people. My thing is, Um, like, it's
2: it's 2016, I understand that we as a society can easily fall into the Milo Ventimiglia thirst trap. It happens to us all. (laughs) But just I mean,
1: again, this is, us. this is the first time I've ever been attracted to I mean, him or liked him in anything. If you
2: want to fall into that trap, just watch that show because he looks pretty good, even with the dumb facial hair. So,
1: yeah, the facial hair is what helps me, apparently. I guess I, I just I want to cover up his dumb face. So. <laughs>
2: or, you know what? Watch uh, the show we watched the last time I was here, the opposite sex show. <laughs> a baby god. in that child, oh god no.
1: that's a show that got our blood boiling and not even oh. because of all the dude stuff no dude stuff.
0: i can't even take it so god. so so um so he's he's back at um he's visiting his dad they have this awful conversation where i i truly did have to take every single like line i need to discuss this so he says you mean like all three also, lines i want you to get an idea of why we're going so crazy over this dialogue because this is utter trash and i say that is from a writer
1: who is known for her dialogue so this is
0: awful like i couldn't even believe how bad this was so he goes he walks up to his dad who's played rob estes and he's just saying i take you like the beach because he's talking about the beach blah, blah. they've been talking about the beach this is like the latter half of the of the um the conversation he says i take you like the beach huh like that you've been talking about the beach a lot he says I, and then this is what the father says i would marry the i would marry the beach of a man and property were allowed to meet and he says sound serious this is just says, says sound serious and he goes and then he goes back to him i've lived a lot of places across the country and nothing absolutely nothing compares to this and it's like uh, what the fuck are we watching like, that sounds is serious stupid. is
1: also like the epitome of the type of wit that just actually has
2: like it's yeah, so let me, let me, I I made a comment like, now. you I should
1: be a to... detective when I was like doing a justice <laughs> question because that's like his level of wit. <laughs> You just says something I mean, like all growly, and then they're supposed to think it's smart.
0: <laughs> like, what are we watching? And it's just—it's too much. This is like the whole of their conversations are just pit pat pit pat pit pat pit. Like, ooh, it sounds serious. You guys must be fun. It's you like should, you must be a great person hanging around the holidays. Like stuff like that. It's just like what? Say, are, yeah. See what, what you will about show.
1: <sighs> See what you will about typical Gilmore Girls dialogue, but it's mostly ebbs and flows, and this is just ebbs, <laughs> ebbs and ebbs
0: and I ebbs. So, so he they have this terrible back and forth. It's utter trash. Then we cut back to Rory at the mansion, uh, the Gilmore Mansion. Kelly Bishop is a vision. Um, she's trying on dresses and she's amazing. Although we do have to put up with, I would say put up with. Ten, um, you mean yeah? I'm gonna say put up with. Yeah, me too. I,
1: I'm, Get I'm, this joyous gift compared to the monosyllabic like grunts True. that are happening well, in California. No, no, I
0: agree, but but also it's also. Awesome. It's unbearable. I didn't watch Mad TV for a reason. Yeah, me too. But so, uh, Alex Borstein is here as a, a quote-unquote Miss Celine, which is a nine-year-old woman. I, I don't know what she's trying for here, but it just it's its insane. Like, it's just... No one believes she's actually a nine-year-old woman. Like, the, the, are we kidding? <laughs> she's terrible. clearly I mean, a young she's woman. she's also
1: clearly immortal. That's the thing.
0: But also, like, she's clearly a young woman. Like, the way she's talking is... is an accent, like... I mean,
1: this episode really is one of those things that, like, it shows oh, you how Amy Sherman needs to be, like, reined in.
2: Yeah. Because there's a lot of over-the-top things that happen on Gilmore Girls, but this is even a little... Almost a little too over-the-top for this show. Because it uh, is... And, like, oh my Bunhead...
1: <laughs> Bunheads, which I'm not a fan of, like I always say, it's the show that ma- that made me realize why people would ever hate Gilmore Girls. Like I feel like ABC Family gave her free reign in Bunheads, and that's not something they should do. Like she she needs kind of like so to someone give you an idea to hold her back.
0: Of what- Miss Celine, I'm not a very, I'm not good at impressions, but she's basically- We know to, you're like, not. I know. Rory walks in and she's like, oh my god, it's Audrey Hepburn. And it's like the stupidest <laughs> You like, like
1: a Poindexter impression. Oh, let me adjust my glasses.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's like, oh my god, it's Audrey Hepburn. It's okay, like that's better. stupid, like, old school, like twenty. Audrey style, Hepburn from like, Sabrina. Yeah, and she, she, she basically is like talking as if she has a wand with a cigarette in her hand. Yes. She might she Does she have one? I don't even remember. No, but that's a it's, like it's,
1: perfect description.
0: <laughs> and so she just keeps talking like that like throughout the episode. And it is, again, if you know Alice Borstein, the mom from um, Family Guy, fa- she's from Man TV, she's been on the show as the harpist in the past. Like, it is, it is comical. And she's doing it on purpose because she's a comedian, and it's supposed to be funny, and I guess it's not terrible, but it's it is so out of it's like such out of place for this show. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like I know this has quirky characters, but it it is such a level of comedy that the show doesn't especially usually
1: do when them. you're like it's being juxtaposed against the just it's stuff. Ridiculous. It's
0: also also just like in general, like putting her next to Kelly Bishop and um, Richard her- or Edward Herman it's just, it makes her look laughable because they're so good at acting and this is not that good. So, like, put her in, like, Stars Hollow where a bunch of people are also great actors but doing, like, crazy Her over being, the top. like, yeah,
1: a Stars Hollow, like, citizen, like, resident makes more sense. I'm
0: like, this is not what happens on, like, the closest we get to, like, funny, goofy characters at their house are, like, like, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Christopher's parents can be a little bit much. um some Those of the assholes. Yeah. <laughs> uh pendulum lot, people like, that. like <laughs> and Lot.
1: I love that name. Fleming.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of people on the show that have been a little weird in their circle, but mm-hmm. I think truly this show does a very good job of of the, the Gilmore set, like if you go up to the, the grandparents and above and their friends group, it's always on purpose, quite um, you know, stiff upper lip, top button mm-hmm. buttoned. It doesn't really have this, this this whimsicalness to it. This just feels like one more thing that's out of place in this episode. Um, so it's yeah, like, Ms, oh Ms, my gosh. Miss
2: Celine is so over the top. She makes Kirk look like just a regular guy. Yes! You exactly.
0: Kirk, true. It's like a nuanced performance of Kirk, yeah. which I do actually think at times is
2: very oh, true. No, uh, I, yeah, a I statement. don't want to insult Sean but, like, Gunn at all because I think he's fantastic as Kirk, but. Well, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but Sean but Gunn was understood. never the problem with Kirk when there's a problem with Kirk.
2: Right,
0: exactly. And this is where I feel like it makes Kirk look incredibly grounded and normal. So, uh, like... last
1: night I just watched the episode where, like, they played, a uh, Kirk's film. Oh my god. Uh, oh, it's so it was, fucking good. I was, like, cackling. It was so good. It is good. so,
0: like, oh, guys, you want a good laugh? I, I'll try and find a clip of it, but, like, when he gets Cat Kirk and, like, has to come and go from the cat store with, like, scratches uh, and band-aids on <laughs> his hands, and they're like, what's wrong? And he's like, we had a disagreement. I-, I did something wrong. <laughs> it's, like, some of the best physical comedy. Absolutely. That, like, truly has nothing, like, the, that is such a, like, that to me, that kind of a character is truly only good in delivery, because it. it he's just a guy standing there with shit on his hands. The scene <laughs> is dry as shit, like, he's just, like, completely plain just like oh it's no big deal i had a misunderstanding i moved the water bowl too far away it was like that and then he leaves the scene and then there was like oh my god it's kirk being abused by his cat (laughs) and it's like like so much gets across with just the just the the delivery of it whereas i think the miss celine stuff is just like all like her like moving her hands around she's got the fake old lady makeup on it's it's too much whereas kirk although he's crazy and like a um
2: a, a, character a sad way. Person, <laughs> a very it's sad way. very
0: realistic in a weird
2: that's way. Like, he does it in a you, true way. You ground it in some sort of realism or whatever, and you've got yeah. that kind of performance. He's believable. It's not a sketch character. It's like, okay. He's a... Yeah. yeah.
0: So, and we swing back to the other bit of... Um, uh, Gilmore, Gilmore side of things. Um, at at Chilton, Madeline and Louise are at out giving yearbooks, which I do love. This is another this great is moment. So good. Getting out yearbooks and they're pulling a Poor random Brad. Page out. And then everyone just, ac- I love, first of all, love that everyone else just blindly accepts this is classic the Louise. But they of course, Brad happen. has
1: to question of the stupid idiot.
0: <laughs> yeah, and Brad says, what are you doing? Like, Why did you just tear that page out? And they're like, it has a bad picture of us. He's like, well, that's the only, pic- only page with a picture of me on it. So she grabs it and then tears off just like, the honestly, the thing is, she tears off this. This is what's so good about this scene. She tears off not the full, like his picture like doesn't make like a large cutout out tear she pulls off what must be just like his eyes and head <laughs> like it's the smallest little sliver of a picture and just hands it over to him instead of giving him the whole page back it is great and he just looks like oh alright <laughs> I can picture him like taping it into his yearbook later <laughs> Like I feel I Brad
1: just like crying in his car the rest of the day <laughs>
0: The character of Brad is so insane, and so, uh, but meanwhile, across the room, Paris is with Lorelai still, like, busting her chops. Um, uh, I do love that, like, uh, appropriate of nothing, at one point, they're having this conversation, and she's like, uh, Lorelai, get back to work again, basically, and stop." and then, like, whatever, and then, her She tells her, she then, tells her to uh,
2: unbutton her top to sell more tickets,
0: sell yes! more <laughs> yes! so i un- love that.
1: Because she's like, it's not and gonna do starts, anything if I do it,
0: yeah. so... And she starts talking about how, like, she feels like, uh um, I forget. She mentioned Felicity. something about like boyfriends. She feels like Felicity without the hair issues because. It's about she, yeah, if, she, if
1: she went to Prince because Jamie, yeah. yeah.
0: And she mentions, like, well, I'm not good enough to keep him or something like that, which I think is insane, but you know, she's young. And so she's, like, trying to picture, like, well, I wish I had it like you, and she's staring at Lorelai, and Lorelai at one point has to say to her, out loud, you need to stop looking at my boobs. <laughs> it's so <seven, eight>, amazing. <laughs> so this picture of Paris just like, I wish I had this. I just am obsessed with Paris. She's the greatest. And so she's having this hard time between choosing between Princeton, Columbia, and Yale, which, again, is a little bit unbelievable because it's Paris and I feel like she would have figured that out already but whatever she's a little stressed out it's a lot of options and she's leaning towards um Yale but she also likes Princeton but Jamie goes there and she doesn't feel like you know she wants to go there because he goes there and one's going to assume that's the reason she went and Lorelai says but, Do whatever I mean, you want. It's
1: not really being a Felicity because Felicity wasn't with Ben; she was just a stalker.
0: I, I know that was a that was a misread, Paris. I don't know what you're talking about, but <laughs> but like I love this scene, if only because I love seeing Ro- like um Lorelai be such a good person to people. The hug. Like, forget, you forget that about that. Like she does this with Elaine a lot too, where sometimes she'll just she'll give. People who don't have anything to do with Rory, her time and attention and care. And it just, it's just such a nice thing to see from someone on the show. Like, it's such a small thing, but you think about, like, a lot of characters on TV shows really don't do that kind of selfless, just, like, caring about other people thing a lot. Like, it's sort of, like, always in their service of what's good for them or what's good for the plot or what's good for the scene. Whereas this is just, this is a completely pointless scene of just Lorelai being a good person and saying, do what makes you happy. It's all right. And she hugs Paris. Of course, Paris is, like, awkward with Paris doesn't know what
1: so a hug awkward. is.
0: And she, like, forces the hug. <laughs> it's, it's sweet. And then, uh, this is it. um. So they get back to Jess <laughs> and Jimmy. And they're talking, again, needs a minute to talk to Sherilyn Finn about stuff. It's awful. Jess says, I'm going to head to the bookstore. And then the two, um, Jimmy and, uh, it's Shira, right? Or no, wait. Sasha. Shira! Sasha! Whoa! Sasha! Sasha. Yes, it's I'm like Sasha. combining her Sherlock Shira and Sasha. It's, um, Can we just call
1: her Shira? Because I mean, that, Shira. that's more fitting of like her nonsensical character, anyway.
0: Honestly, but so so she's talking to him about how like she's like really she's having a beer. Yeah, at,
1: like, here we go about. with the newsroom scene. That that's what this is. Rob Estes <laughs> is like. What is happening? It's like he's having a stroke.
0: They're just like... He's repeating the same thing over
1: and over and over again. It's nonsense.
0: It's just them talking to each other. And then at one point, she's like, what... Like, this is the height of... Part of one of the problems I have with this stupid fucking, like, it's so quirky. Where they, like, are talking about... Well, they're talking about Jess... It works with yeah. him. Of course, they compare like mm-hmm. Lorelai, I think it, it the reason why Jess works with him is that he's basically like a younger version of him, so he's talking about how mm-hmm. I get where he's coming from, like Lorelai did with Rory, that kind of stuff. But eventually it like it escalates into them getting in a bit of an argument about it. Um and she says she's he, gonna go get a pizza. Well, yeah, cause
1: he lied to her and said he was gonna go like he was going to Sacramento for work and then you know he went to Connecticut to find yeah, his stuff. She, right she didn't man, know I mean, about it and yeah, so the, 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 then they the, have like uh, him having the stroke saying about the thing about shrugging your shoulders and nodding your head yeah. over and over and, and over so- again.
0: They talk about Jess. He he hasn't done anything to prepare for him staying. Like, is he in trouble? Have you asked a single fucking question to him? And he's like, oh. It's yeah. Like, this oh whole
1: time, God. she's actually being a better dad to Jess than his dad is.
0: Yes. And then she's like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm gonna go get a pizza. And but I hate her fucking line where she says, "Is she?" He's like, well, why don't you just get delivery? He's like, she's like, the delivery guys are too stoned after six to find us. What?
1: It's 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 the West Side. The West Side, what? Nora. What?
0: She, that's the you know,
2: stupidest thing I've ever life. heard because she lives in the merry old land of Oz and they can't find the yellow brick road
0: like oh uh, my god fuck so like several things with this one it's their job of course they're gonna find your place or they go out of business end of conversation Two, not in
1: Venice man
0: people who are stoned can find places that's a weird stereotype like, what are you what are talking, talking about
1: Mora? I have no proof of people who are stoned being able to find places
0: it's absurd it's absurd people drive while well, high it's, they're gonna be able to find the numbers on a fucking They'll have. Uh, I don't know I'll it's let, not I'll, that I'll let you know how that works out
1: when I was gonna make it. a really terrible we're joke getting, but I'm like we le- don't need that
2: we're getting the legal weed January 1st I'll let you know
1: how it goes y- yeah <laughs> I, uh, but Yeah. As, as you were saying that people who are high drive all the time I'm like not in Trump's America so <laughs>
2: oh
0: jesus but also like she says like the delivery guys are too soon after six like why after six that's like when their business should start like i could buy that they're too high after
1: 420 do you get it do you get it
0: it's so dumb i hate this it's such a stupid like like, but why would you let that exist? Like, wouldn't they- Why would they you let that
1: exist?
0: Like, <laughs> I hate- I hate the idea that, like, they allow this don't, kind of, like, don't, nonsense don't to
1: Don't be happen. a narc. It's not- It's not chill.
0: But, like, the thing is, like- I a, like, the entire restaurant industry, in some part, relies on marijuana. <laughs> like, everything would fall apart if, if this were true of people. The fact that, like, delivery guys... Guess what? There's gonna be one delivery guy who can handle doing it, and that's the guy that's gonna do deliveries. Like, I just... I hate this. It's Maybe Jess like, will become central. a delivery
1: man when he stays um, here.
0: God, I just hate it. It's just quirk-central. Everything about it just <laughs> seems so, like... Quirk like Central. every little funny thing, like oh my god, the local guys just can't—they can't deliver pizza after six. And like, then what are we doing? They just then. Guess How what? about don't, don't get deliver. pizza then? The takeout places exist. Some places this would don't never do happen in Al's
1: Pancake World.
0: Oh, I just I hate it. Like the fact that some places don't do delivery is pretty fucking normal. And to act like that's some weird thing that they don't come after six is your own making, is what I mean. Like let's not make this more quirky than it actually is. And so, uh, back at, back in, um, Gilmore's, uh, Emily, picks God. A baby, baby blue dress. And then we get more of Miss Salim when Lorelai shows up. She's like, Oh my God, it's Natalie Wood. <laughs> And uh, uh, And Lorelai's like, like,
1: "What? You're still alive, Miss
0: Celine? (laughs) Yes, I do love the one highlight of this. These scenes is the fact that Lorelai truly seems shocked that Missy is still You're
1: still working, yeah.
0: Yeah. And then she says, she says to Rory, like, "Oh my God, she was like 90 when I was a kid. (laughs) I can't believe it." And it's 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 very good delivery. Like Lauren Graham is so good. And so they they have this like little conversation. Like dinner's ready, and then Lupe comes in like, to get them to come to dinner, and Emily's like, no, it's not. It needs 15 more minutes, and then, like, there's a whole back and forth between Rory and, and uh, not Rory, uh, uh Lorelai and Emily, where Emily tries to claim that, you know, dinner's not quite ready yet, and then Lorelai points out it's probably because you don't want me to stay, and if you were here, when I was here, if she was here when dinner was served, Miss Manners would, you know, recommend that she stay for dinner, and they don't want her to do that. And then he says, if I wasn't here, would Rory be here to stay? And then Emily's like, well, of course, but we have plans. So that's the real reason we're leaving.
1: I do club plans."
0: This is great. Like the, the Emily lying about book club is so part. like Lorelai. It's, it's not like even a good, impression. but she's
1: still committing. Yeah, Lorelai
0: like it's, it's so really good. good. About book club, and she
2: has an answer for everything. And it's
0: just Genius. and it true, and she does at the end of it say like, "Now I know where I get it from." It's like it is like a Lorelai impression. Yes. It's great. So she has she has this kind, and you really do like it's like you see Lauren Graham come out in Kelly Bishop's face from it. It's like spooky good casting, and so she says, "Oh, we have book club." At the whatever, like Moa Mumble, Mumble Thompson's. And then she's like, Whoa, um, what book are you reading? <laughs> she's like, Lovely books. Love she's like, Did you like it? She's like, Not, Not for my me. Taste, but I respect <laughs> the attempt. Yeah. And it's like so fucking good. Like, that is truly like such true like that is the kind of shit-, shit you would say. Like, if you're trying to lie. And she's like, now I know where I get it from. And she's just like, this is all bullshit. And then she she they're about to leave. And Richard comes down. Like, yeah. Poor sweet newborn baby, Richard. And he says like hey like Lorelai how are you and then he's like Emily it's after seven <laughs> why aren't we eating and I was like um because it's not ready yet and then uh Lorelai's like hey dad wh- how- is it okay if we stay and he's like sure that would spruce up a very boring night we have no plans yeah. and, it just ruins everything. <laughs> and he just and poor Richard just like walked into a room and was like hi how is everyone and then they all just storm out angrily and he's like what happened <laughs> And it's so, like, you can picture so strongly the visual of, like, the conversations, the awkward, like, sadness and, and darkness of, like, Emily and Richard having a conversation when they leave. Like, it is such, like, a relatable situation. Like, I you ha- everyone's, I mean, I don't, I don't know everyone, but I, I've stormed out when my parents were alone. And then I knew I left awkward. Like, I can't believe she just said that. Like, well, you maybe you shouldn't. And then I could picture the conversation. Like, it's such good acting. Like, you can almost see the, like the spinning tendrils after they actually even leave the scene. It's so good. I think that's that's
2: a huge part of the show's success, is not just casting people that are, like, really great actors when you've got, you know, Edward Herman and Kelly Bishop and Lauren Graham and everything, but people who you absolutely believe are related. like, I 100% buy that these two people have been married forever and that Lauren Graham is Kelly Bishop and Edward Herman's daughter and, you know, the whole thing. Just totally believable. And I, and I...
0: I know a lot of people have a hard time with Emily, and I get it because she's tr- such a flawed character. I mean, well, those people are all ways.
1: wrong, by the way. I know,
0: I agree. But like, I truly like see see into her. Such a tragic character. Like it, it, it makes me like almost want to cry. Like what, a- like she is truly non-stop trying to reach out, and she just gets her hand hit away every time. And it, it's not always fair, and she does always try and manipulate, and she does try and use her money, but she was not afford- it's such a relatable thing, because I, I mean, I know it's like myself with my parents, where it's like, I can see like, the the years of, I mean, if you want to get into it, like, patriarchal oppression to her, that she doesn't even see, because she doesn't have the the vocabulary and the, and the, in, like, the introspection to understand. Like, she's basically been lulled into submission to live this life and Lorelai said no and then so every time she she like rebels against it she's rebelling against her own existence and her decisions and her life and it it, and she like lets it happen because she wants to still be in Lorelai's life but like it's basically like it's like if you can picture like the only way you can hug someone is if like if someone's a spinning like like um top with like spines on it or spokes on it and you want to grab it, and the only way you can hug it is if you're going to basically, like, cut yourself. (laughs) And she's like, I'm going to do it, because I want to hug it. I want to hug the porcupine. I want Like, she would rather be in Lorelai's life and be hated than to not be in it at all. And it's such a tragic thing, because Lorelai is very similarly flawed. Like, I think Lorelai has the same problem with Rory eventually, is that she tries to be too involved. And Rory's also a piece of shit a lot to her, but, like it it goes both ways. Like, it always does also become, like, you know, you're kind of suffocating Because Rory me, basically becomes
1: the entitled rich girl that was definitely not supposed to happen.
0: She becomes Emily, but, like, not Emily with the groundedness that mm-hmm. Emily has from, you know living mm. that whole, way, her whole life yeah, that way. Because, yeah,
1: Lorelai she, rejecting she Emily's that, lifestyle. The thing money. about Emily is that she is happy with her lifestyle. She is happy with Richard. There's, like, yeah. all, obviously this moment of what if, but, like, ultimately, you know, that this was the life that, like, kind of was best for her. It wouldn't have been the best for Lorelai.
0: And Emily really... And there's, like, so... I mean, I could spend, like, hours on Emily's character because it's not just the fact that, like, I think that she could have done more. Not that, not that her decision to, to raise a family... And clearly it's, like, a CEO job. She definitely does a lot of work at the house. That's not... Without its own, like, you know, demands. But I do think that she's someone who would be very capable to do, like, oh my god, if she had gone further and gotten, like, you know, her master's or, or gone in business and stuff, she would have been a fucking, like, shark. Well, and I think she would have been uh, just as successful as Richard. I think that's and, a, that's
2: the similarity between, that you see again between Emily and Lorelai, is that, you know, yeah, how Lorelai manages at it. the inn and how great she has at her job. And Emily, it, it's managing a social calendar and being a socialite and all that, so it's a different world, but it's still, like, this but very detail-oriented, organized kind of world that and she And they both,
0: from. like, like it's ironic that she sees in her mother the opposite of her, because she kind of did grow up to be her mother. Like, she did, she literally became a professional hostess, like, which is what her mother did. Yeah. Like, it's it's crazy, but also, like, on paper, it looks like a whole different lifestyle, but it isn't really, and it's, it's beautiful, because it's her own version of that. And it's like, oh my god, I, I could go on about it forever. But, like, that to me is, like, why I think this scene is so palatable. Because in this episode, which is, like, trash mostly, it's not only is it, like, a, a snapshot of, like, why their relationship works so well, but it, it is a pretty important scene for the rest of the season and up until of season four because we find out, like, the money stuff keeps coming up. It keeps being a problem. And then eventually they do decide to go back to Friday night dinners, but this is a huge sore spot for Emily. Cause it's basically her only chance to see them regularly because the contrary to what Lorelai insists, they're not going to see them regularly unless it's on the, on the mandate. So it's, it's sad. It like breaks her heart a little bit. And I, I, I always feel really bad because it's one of those characters where the older you get, the more you relate to her and it just gets more and more intense. And like, I'm like, Oh my God, Emily, my heart breaks for you. And we're not even going into all the stuff with Richard. And like, mm. it, it's, she's oh, what a tragic character and that's
1: how you get to feel bad for a privileged character let's talk I about know. just now
0: <laughs> <laughs> so well before that happens they freak out in the driveway um she's stressed out about financial aid she doesn't really say it yet but she's just stressed and then um uh rory goes in and just gets her stuff because rory had run out to say are you okay and then she gets her stuff and emily's like I don't know what to do about your mother, and she's like, I think you're being really stupid, which, again, is pretty fair. I mean, it's a little rude, because she just spent the afternoon with her. She could have just been
2: well, nicer about it. Well, but... I appreciate
0: that. I, I, I pop, that yeah, when, she pops a bubble. When push
2: comes to shove, Rory will tell them, whoever is being stupid, that they're being stupid. Like, she, yeah. she tries to maintain... Pretty rare, but it happens. <laughs> she tries to kind of stay in the middle and appease both sides, but she will tell you when it comes down to it. Like, guys
1: get yeah, their shit together. will. She, she so just blow up.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and so, oh, this is also, so like they go driving around town. Um, they go to, like, they go to a, Soup
2: Plantation before they go to
0: Soup it. Plantation. on the way home. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just driving around town. The red light has only been installed, I think, like, a couple episodes yeah. prior to this. It was a whole thing. And, because, again, okay, there's, like, it's a one, if you yeah. want to think of Stars Hollow in a certain way, it's what, a, uh, I think, a couple different rock musicians have described as a one-stop light town. It's, like, a
1: one-stop sign town. And, like, they had a whole, like, conniption over deciding whether to have install the, the traffic light.
0: Yeah, so then... Well, I mean, Taylor like, had you know, a whole like,
1: conniption over it.
0: And so, uh, they're just like, this is the fucking cutest thing in the world. They stop at the red light, because across lies like, I already got pulled over twice, I don't want to get pulled over a third time. And Luke is outside, like, classic Luke, just, like, brushing Some shit idiot. off the sidewalk with a broom. And then they see the, the light, and then I think, like, Rory, like, waves to him, or one of them waves to him, and Luke again, like a goober, runs inside, so like, Kirk or something. It's great. Because he's such a character that doesn't do that kind of stuff, that when he does it, it just comes like, across as-
2: Lucas- It doesn't come
0: across as goofy. It Luke comes is across as just, up like, afraid. oh, he panics. He's just
2: straight up afraid that Rory can read minds, and that she's gonna see the <laughs> just stuff, like, in his brain. It's just- And also, just,
0: like, in general, like, it shows that, like, truly, he is- so emotional in a weird way like that's like such a insight to his character like when he does stuff like this where it's not like a grand gesture which he also does a lot but like this is this is more just like he cares so deeply that it truly scares him to have to confront the problem he's like i don't want to deal with this i'm gonna cry i can't take it like i have to run away from it the last
2: thing luke would ever want to do is hurt rory or cause rory pain so he's just gonna fucking run
0: Like, no. <laughs> also, like very relatable because I feel like that's also similar to Rory. I, it's ironic that I think he does also relate to Lorelai in many ways because he's the parental, like the parental fig- figure. But he also relates to to Rory because this is this is the cla- like, classic Rory where Rory kisses Dean and just like runs, <laughs> like and I she steals in
1: the process.
0: Um, but so yeah, so so he just runs in the in the uh in the diner and and of course looks guilty as hell. Like of course something's going on, and Rory's like, "What the hell was that about?" And then. Uh, Lorelai at the red light tells because it's like the longest red light yeah. in the world, <laughs> like one red light, and of course it takes forever. And uh, she tells uh Rory about Jess leaving, and and Rory is sad, but she's not really shocked. And she yeah, she's
1: very sad, but she's basically like, yep, cause that's what he does. Pretty
0: much figured, yep. And so, uh, Lorelai's like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just gonna run the light. She runs the light. A little unbelievable. There's a cop on her motorcycle that pulls out immediately, cause like. <laughs> I don't buy that. Stars Hollow has a police force I mean, that strong, but fine. <laughs> I buy
1: that it's like Kirk. Yeah,
0: yeah that would make more sense to me. I buy that it's either Kirk
1: sure. or it's someone who's gonna learn very quickly that you don't fuck with like Gilmore. Oh
0: my god! And so, um, but back in back in Venice, um, Jess is well. I guess this is Santa Monica technically. He it's all
1: the something.
0: same. Who knows. But so he's in the bookstore. Um, I do like the fact that Jimmy was like, you didn't tell me which bookstore. Oh,
1: this is the one is. part where I'm like on just his side because Jimmy's going insane. Yeah.
0: Yeah. he, yeah, he's. I think it's because in the panic of trying to find him at a bookstore, uh, he realizes like, oh my God, I don't know where he is. And he has to like almost confront being responsible for him for the first time. But again, classic, this spinoff attempt, it doesn't even show you, that it doesn't show that happening. So that's like the true like, Moment of like truth for him realizing he's a father, and
1: especially time. since but this is after he just had the scene with uh, Shira, uh, yeah. Shira, sh- Shira. Uh, where Shira sh- 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 uh, sure. uh, um, being like completely inadequate in terms of just thinking of basic things like where's just going to sleep.
0: Yes. <laughs> do we have, a, do we have towels? Do we have fresh sheets? <laughs> like little things that like he did not even, I I do feel like he says, like, I don't know if he's staying, but I I thought in the scene when he first shows up, he they mentioned that, but I think maybe they just mean they're going to have a conversation. But like, dude, think it through. This kid flew across the country. What did you think was going to happen? He has, he's not going to go rent a hotel room. Like, what are you talking about? At least he's going to crash on your couch. My God. Like, it's so stupid. But he's like, a, he's like panicking. He's like, are you in trouble? And Jess is like, "What?" He's like, "No, I'm not." And he's like, "I, he's like, I, I came here. I showed up just like you did to me." And then Jimmy has the gall to be like, "You can't stay here." I'm like, "What fucking trash!" And I get what he's coming from. Like, no, I guess he means. I don't get means- where he's
1: coming he from because come- his whole point is like, "I'm not a dad." I'm like, "You've been with Sure for five years, and she has a daughter. You're a dad. End yeah, of story."
0: True, and also like, guess what, bro? Your sperm's in. His mom, you were that <laughs> fucking own up to it.
1: More, like, he's, he's good biology, a... you guys. His mom yeah. is still, in just his mom.
0: No, it, it wasn't your, it wasn't his mom. But like, like you had a kid. <laughs> he's not asking you to like, like tuck him in at night. He just needs a place to crash, and like he won't even do that. I can see where he's coming from. Where he's saying you had to go back to your mom. I buy that, but like. To not to say he can't even stay there is insane. Which maybe he's saying more in the big, broader sense, but he comes across like saying, you gotta find somewhere else to sleep tonight. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. That would have been truly, like, him at his last... That would, I would have watched that show where Jess has to go find yeah, it and make it on his own. Because, that would have been more interesting than this. And then it's just,
1: like, a battle of two guys who have so much saying, I have nothing. Like, shut up, both of you. Oh, I hate
0: this. This is classic Jasper. Tell her I'm a dog. It's like so stupid. It's like no. And then literally the 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 whole like quote unquote pilot. And after he says like I'm not graduating high school. I can't stay at Luke's. My mother's a whack job. I have nowhere else to go. And he's like. Uh. And then he's like, well I gotta is talk to. The best Milo
2: Ventimiglia impression I have ever heard.
0: <laughs> like Rory. Rory, why would you drop out of Yale? Yeah, so he he um he he's just being he's being a whiny little, little brat, and then um he
1: where Jimmy has shir- uh sh- sh- whatever we're calling her now, Shasha. and her like Shershah, <laughs> and he's had her for five years, and like he has a pretty good life, and he has, has a business. Really, yeah, the only reason Jess has nothing is because of what his own doing. Like, like we said, Rory only finds out that he's gone like th- second hand, third hand, even. So, like, he's doing these things to himself. He left his girlfriend.
0: Yeah, I hate, I hate everything about the scene. <laughs> like, but yeah, they're both complaining about how so they have nothing
1: argument. when, like, objectively, that's not even true, even a little.
0: Yeah, and and so. We had to deal with them both, like, whining, whining, whining about how they both have, have well, it so like, terrible, even though they both are doing just fine. Jimmy
2: admits that he basically just chickened out on the whole dad thing, which, obviously... And it's, like, well, like, father, like, son, because Jess is just chickened out on, like, being a human being. because um, he, On life, just... Yeah, because yeah. he's had the, this ha- great opportunity to, like... Like you said earlier, like, Luke would definitely pay for him to go to school if he had, had graduated high school. And, you know, he had Rory. He has this whole, like, life he could have had, and he just chickened out. That's all it is.
0: He just... And don't become your father. You're doing the same fucking thing. Yeah, at least like, he didn't did so... knock up Rory
2: before he left town, so...
0: Ugh. 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 Well, good thing <laughs> she wouldn't sleep
1: awful. with him, right?
0: Yeah, good thing. Oh, well, my god. But so, uh, so he, he says, well, I gotta talk to Sasha about it, but they... Again, this whole pilot, quote-unquote pilot, ends with them going, uh, I guess we'll do it. <laughs> like, what an apathetic start to a show. Like, really? The whole point is it's gonna become, like, a show after this you should at least be like i guess we're gonna be father and son or something like that like it's it's stupid but like give us some kind of like a reason to tune back in it was just sort of like shrug shrug i guess this is a show and
2: then cut yeah here's what i find really funny if you look up this stuff about this episode and it talks about the spinoff and it's like the reason why they decided not to go forward because it, it says literally the cost of filming the show in Venice Beach was too much. And I'm like... Prohibitive? That's not why. You chose that. And I'm like,
1: that's... You chose well, yeah. that. <laughs> I mean, that's why a- couldn't have just been... Like, I guess New York would make it too close to Rory, so... Well, you know, it's just too anyway, easy.
2: because Gilmore Girls shoots in California, for one thing. They could have... Mm-hmm. There's a million backlots and everything they could use. Well, or places I guess because... So
1: Yeah, for like Sort Hollow, oh, it's like it's on the Water Brothers lot in Burbank. Yeah. This you would have to be shooting on location, well, Venice Beach and, for and the Santa record, Monica.
0: When when Rory goes with Jess to visit New York or to visit Jess in New York mm-hmm. That is mostly a soundstage. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's also, like, it's not New York. Also, yeah, back
1: it's all backlight.
0: So, up. I mean, there's some exterior shots, but, like, that's all, like, you know, it's, like, uh, stock footage. So you could easily get it. I mean, it wasn't very believably so, New York, so but, I don't, hey, if you didn't care then, why care now? I don't it's buy all, that as You don't care, reason. it's not Connecticut. That's it.
2: what I'm saying. I don't buy that as yeah. the reason. I buy the reason that it sucked. That's plain it and simple. Did. There was no show I don't show think it thing. was
0: well-received.
2: There was no show. It would have
0: been better if they had way better characters besides Jess as well. Like they had Yeah, that's the thing. A mute, a mute daughter. You don't Charlotte have any Vanity.
1: WB hook other like than uh Jess really.
0: Yeah, and it just and Rob Estes, I mean, it's great casting cuz he looks just like uh Milo Milo, Virginia, yeah. but it is a boring character and not a great portrayal. But it's almost too much like Jess. It's too yeah. Jesses.
1: Like imagine who would be his friends? Who would just his friends and be? Nobody.
2: Nope. Exactly.
1: Just, and, that's a problem right there. Just
2: had no friends when he was on Gilmore Girls.
0: So. Scott Patterson already successfully accomplished this character in a way better format. Like, we don't need... Also, like, it's just not believable that this is not going to become, like, you know, a show that's still interwoven with Gilmore Girls. Because you're going to say that Luke's never going to check in on him or anything. No, of course he's gonna still check it. doesn't make sense. You can't just cut Luke out of the life of Jess permanently. He's his uncle. Like and then used to live. You can do that life. only if Rory. you
1: give us a lot more TJ.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That'd be nice. But so <gasps> Oh that, wait, I got a better
1: show. T J and Jess form a realty company. And call it. The people are an escaro. always an escrow. An escrow.
0: <laughs> oh my god. And then um so that's, that's that. Um and then the other other plot that wraps up is the Lorelai Rory stuff where back at home I do love this is such like classic pop culture slash Lorelai where I love her delivery of she's reading through the yearbook and she's like all these signatures and she's like, When did you become such a social <laughs> That's It's like, the cutest was thing it, in the world. I loved you in South Pacific. Wait, when were you in love
2: South Pacific?
1: Love that one.
0: You're so fucking
1: good. I kinda wish that we had just been in South Pacific and it was something an adventure we never oh, saw. Yeah.
0: I would have loved that too. Or just like she would have been like, I was stagehand. <laughs> um, but like <laughs> the sad thing here is like well, I wouldn't say sad thing, it's the lovely thing, is that, like, she's reading all these little things here, and it turns out Rory forgot to mention that she's a valedictorian, because she's like, all these people are calling you valedictorian, huh? And then she's like, They're oh, calling God. her the
1: big V, I'm sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, God. And then she's like, oh, yeah, it's just one more thing to the, the pile of stress, and then Lorelai is like, I'm gonna let you forget about this up until your graduation, but after we're done, we're celebrating. And she's just kind of crying, and it's... It's so sweet, like it truly is like such an important like the fact that she raised a valedictorian from the stress of what she had to deal with. Grow like after sixteen, is that's an really actual amazing. story. It is, and it's 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 fascinating because I mean, obviously now that this is out, as you're listening to this, you can watch the revival. Yeah, it's starting out. Lore- Lorelai is I believe thirty two when the show starts. Yeah, which is sixteen sixteen. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Rory is gonna be 32 as the the revival begins, so it's it's just so fascinating to see, like she's at the same place in life and probably is maybe a little bit less success. I don't know. I don't who knows, but like it is it's she's accomplished so much, and it really it becomes sort of like easy to forget that because this is still prior to Dragonfly a little bit, but she really did like pull herself up to become very very successful from from more or less nothing like and even though she did come from money she didn't really use that money until her daughter was in play like she she pays for her own education she raised a child on her own more or less and i mean she got the help of the town and everything but she still she made those connections herself and that's it's it's a really beautiful scene where she kind of gets to feel proud for like the first time in a long time i think and it's just it's really nice and we should have
2: maybe put a disclaimer up front that this is being recorded before
0: a Year in the Life comes out, so... Yes, well, I will I, I will mention that in the show notes, that this is the... We're, we're watching this in, in somewhat backwards viewing order, yeah. but um, I suggest you go watch it. I mean, it's gotten... I, I haven't read a ton of reviews yet, but I think it's not, like, being panned that I saw. Yeah, it's yet, being
1: it's very well-received. Yeah. I'm not, not reading the reviews because I don't want to get any spoilers, Me neither. but... I, ha- I barely I even read those. It's, it's all very positive. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I've actually tried to avoid reading the just the, the headlines. Yeah, I'm I, like, think, I don't want to know I anything. Think the gist
2: of what I saw, non-spoiler wise, was that it has all the things you love about Gilmore Girls and a few of the things you don't love. But it's kind of like you expect that to happen because it's Gilmore Girls. So hey, yeah,
0: man, if it can it, if it can be better than season six, I'll take it.
2: <laughs> that's all I need.
0: Season seven is a whole different person, so I buy that's the reason why that was rough. But I had a whole what you don't
1: approve of, of Amy Sherman Palladino like salting the earth.
0: Oh boy. I, of course that's even debatable because everyone always tries to claim that like, well, it, it is not
2: debatable it's at not. all. I was there, it's I not. lived it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but everyone always tries to claim that those things were written prior to her finding out, and I'm like, I I don't care. No, Come she on, probably, she likes
1: like, no, no, it. It's on one of those wall. things where you like you have to have some sense, at least even if you haven't been told. Like you have to have a sense.
2: I lived through I, it. I know what she did. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So so that's uh,
0: Here Comes the Sun. I, I think there's obviously very, very... I, I have a hard time not getting into some of the Season 6 issues I have, so maybe we'll revisit the show post-revival at some point, because um, I think there's some Season 6 episodes that are truly heinous to me. And Season 7, obviously, is its own <coughs> terribleness. Um, hopefully we'll never do the revival if it's But, well, I <laughs> mean, Paul Anka
1: the dog at least exists, yeah. so... That's the
0: yeah. good part of Season I 6. I, I would she say the dad. first half of Season 6, up until The Prodigal Daughter Returns, is... Annoying as shit because Rory's a little like a crybaby uh, felon, but like I I think it's just it's a, it's a little bit more. Nothing stresses um,
1: me out more about the show than like when Rory and Lorelai are like not speaking in that time. Yeah, it's not, it,
0: good. <laughs> not good.
1: Other than you know my feelings about Jess and no one else agreeing, but.
0: Like, I'm not trying to say, like, characters can't have conflicts. I'm all for that. But, like, the way they handle it, where they just stop talking to each other, and then it just, it's, it's just... Especially when also, it's like, clear that
1: it one par- person's in the right, and one person's clearly in the wrong.
0: And where you just won't, like... Ugh. It's believable, because it is, like, someone going through their teens in their in their 20s, but, like, I just hate watching that. It's just, it's like, ugh. And it's not, not that I'm hating it, because I'm like, oh, I want this to be my way. I, like, I just... I don't really buy that this is how this would go. I have, like, I I have no like problem it.
2: with the idea of Rory rebelling, because I've been there. I was Rory in a way, but I never stole a book. Well, yeah, we all know you're a badass. I, you know me. I was stealing boats all the way up and down stealing the coast. Stealing yachts. And, yeah. um, but, you know, you go through this, like, you live in your perfect little bubble, and you have your good grades, and everyone has these high expectations of you, and then at some point you're going to rebel against it for whatever reason. But it was such yeah. a bullshit scenario that it was set up and it was like
0: and it just kept happening like i believe that she would rebel to a point and the minute it became like i have to drop out of school the realism would hit her and she might have to drop out of school but she'd immediately be like i gotta get the back get the fuck back in school and have to get my stuff together now it's not true of everybody but i think that Rory, the character she would have seen the writing on the wall that she's in trouble yeah and she just she she uses the money to subside the, the emotions of having to deal with the trauma of leaving right. Yale. Oh, Mi- and Mi- I don't find that a very compelling yeah. story no, at it's all. Like, oh,
2: Mitchum-Hutsberger was mean to me. And he had no ulterior motive at all to be mean to me. So.
0: <laughs> I mean, on, I know sorry. this is debatable because he was obviously like he was, awful, he was awful to her, but he also was pretty right in some ways. I think he called her out i think he was trash yeah and the fact that she like he folds
1: was... immediately like that that yeah. shows how right he was it's, it's in some proving regards. yeah
0: it's proving that you cannot handle this business like i've been told that kind of stuff by many a p- yeah. person i mean i'm I not gonna we... stop doing things in my life because of i it. think it's we all just... have
2: i mean anytime you put yeah. yourself out there you're gonna get rejected you run the risk at least you know and many times my god i
0: I think the problem there, it almost, I, it's, it's almost too believable maybe in, in some ways because it becomes, she's like a house of cards. She just crumbles because her entire world has been, you're this perfect angel. The whole town is like basing their whole life around you. And then like the minute you've been told that you're not like a shining little apple, it's just like, oh, I think I'm done with all of this. Right. <laughs> I'm just going to check the fuck out. But anyway, that's something we'll, we'll revisit maybe in the future. But that was uh, season three's episode, uh, 21, uh, the... I think I fully failed spinoff. Yeah. It, did, did, it did get received well by some people, but I, I certainly don't know many people who enjoyed it. It's very boring. I do have
2: to say, um, I have to bring something up because when, um, this is like a while ago, I mean a long time ago, Mora on Twitter had asked, what do you think, you know, just a general question to the public, the worst Gilmore Girls episodes are. People were naming season 6 and season 7 episodes, and I hopped in and said here comes the sun. <laughs> and I was like, I'm gonna be the oddball and say a season three episode. So here we are now, like a year and a half later or so.
0: <laughs> I, I think it is truly the worst episode, though. Like objectively, it's not really. It's not in the same domain as the other ones because, as as much as I dislike those episodes for a, a multitude of other reasons, this is truly like a poorly written in many ways and just boring as well, hell episode. And I think, like there, are, there are highlights in the Chilton and then at, at well, yeah, the Gilmore's and I think Mansion, th- but it's like such a
2: dud. Right at the end of like a really solid season, whereas yeah, that's you a think, huge you factor. Think, like it's... six or seven episode, yeah. you're like, oh yeah, well of course it's trash. This yeah, season, season three has trash. so many
1: memorable episodes,
2: right. and it's literally like when I watched it for this recording, I was like, well, the graduation episode's next, and so now I gotta watch the graduation episode because it's so good. And, and I, I sobbed
0: through the half of oh, it, like yeah, right, I, I sobbed through
2: all oh, of shit. it. So I'm like, it's such a it's such a boring ass dud right there you know, amidst a really great season of television, so...
0: I don't know. It just becomes dumb. Like, by by season six, it becomes the stereotype of what people thought the show was. It's just people yelling at each other and crying all the time. And if you're gonna watch a show that's like that, you might as well watch Parenthood because at least it's better writing. (laughs) Because otherwise, like, you're watching just like manufactured melodrama, and this show had plenty of that in the first couple seasons, but there was a lot more love behind it. And by season six, that's like worn away. And season seven is—I mean, obviously they're back to it, but like all the Luke stuff and the Christopher stuff is just—I have no interest in that. So that's why I don't really watch it, among many other reasons. Um, but yeah, so this was Gilmore Girls. Um, yay, yay. Comments on it. I think it was. I think, it's, I think it's watchable, but I think it's definitely the, the least interesting of the Gilmore I, I mean, do. I can't believe I can't,
1: <laughs> I can't believe it thought Windward Circle was going to be a good title for a show. Windward yeah, Circle? What, what yeah. the fuck is that? It's... Why is it not But
0: Why isn't it just like um, Venice? You know, Merchant of Venice or something. Oh god,
1: Marriott of Venice. Sh-
0: that's, sh- that's shitty as hell, but at least it's true. He's a Merchant of Venice. None of it's good. You know, well. But alright, so do, while we move on to plugs, what's up with you, LaToya?
1: Uh, I guess I'd like to plug This Is Us on NBC. <laughs> like I said, it stars with Ventimiglia and Mandy Moore yeah. and Sterling K. Yeah. Brown. Yeah. Mandy Moore wow. sings on the show, and I mean, that's really all you need. Pretty much. Uh, and I'm you can in. find me at uh, La Fergs, where I'll be trying to stop talking about Gilmore Girls, because every time I do, it starts an argument. <laughs>
0: It really is a very contentious show. That is very true. That's always been. The, that's always been the case. Oh. I
1: can't wait till there's like a Felicity Renaissance, so we can have like Let's... Ben versus Noel like arguments, and the answer is Noel and not Ben.
2: I totally agree. Yeah, obviously, I'm glad that I recorded this with the two of you because we're all on team. All the boyfriends are horrible.
0: So <laughs> team Paris. You mean team Paris? Yeah, that's team Paris team. is the real team. <laughs> <laughs> right or die, team Paris. But... If you have, alright, before we go, before you can start, who would you pick of the three, well, I guess you can include Marty if you want. <laughs> I'm not want
1: including now. Marty, I was just reading today, of like, uh, like how do you think Marty wanted to kill Rory? Like, skin her, <laughs> where, <laughs> like, yeah, he's definitely a psychopath.
0: Of the three boyfriends, who do you like the most?
1: Who do I like the most? Like, I've, I've, I've talked about, basically, Dean pre-retconning, obviously. Mm-hmm. I feel like Logan would probably the, be the most like m- me type as an adult maybe, but see like within the context of the show as they present them final version god, yeah. I don't even know. Yeah, it's horrible. Dean if he'd never cheated on Lindsay and gotten married to her out of high school, how about that?
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's an answer. How about you, Lisa? What's up with um, you? <laughs> I hate
2: them all, but all on right. the bright side, if you marry Logan, then you marry rich. And he travels a lot and you don't have to actually see him. Right?
1: I <laughs> mean, if you marry, Ripple. if you marry Jess, you don't have to deal with, like, you, you never had to experience any of his shitty, like, teenage stuff, right?
2: Yeah, that's true.
1: I mean, because I mean, then like, I could, I could marry Jess's final form, adult- I suppose. I mean, I think- I think
2: it'll be... Uh, In their that's final I form.
1: I want to marry Max Medina. Look
2: <laughs> the Pokemon. We should meet, like, after the revival and then decide how we feel about, like, 32-year-old Jess and 32-year-old Dean 32-year-old... Okay. Because... Well, I mean,
1: 32-year-old Dean, I just like seeing what he looks like. I mean, that's enough. Yeah. That's enough to be like, yeah, I'll marry that one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that one? Yes, please. I <laughs> Take two, please. Of course, height-wise, then you got to give it to Dean if you're a taller girl. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, there you go. <laughs> or
0: I would just go with Dave Rogowski <laughs> like,
2: well that's it. not a choice make Dave an option if you make Dave an option that's the winner right Dave there
1: is a, Dave is the only option if Dave's an
0: option yeah come on yes, of course. it's not even a contest
2: right.
0: do you have anything to plug Lisa um,
2: tweet, you can tweet at me uh, at it's Lisa E where I have been and ever shall be as long as the world's still turning which it might not be in a couple months so <laughs> For
0: now. Yes. All right. And as always, I am at Marie on Twitter. If I had to pick one of the guys, it'd still probably be Jess because I hate myself. Um, <laughs> I mean, again, if it's just actually...
1: final form of Jess without having to know any of his teenage baggage, I then, know. yeah, but I, I guess. I
0: love that we just spent an hour plus, talk- two hours plus, talking about how much Wait. Jess sucks. Yeah, if a it's just, if it's just like the
2: guy there. that writes books and publishes them <laughs> independently, then that's okay
0: yeah, guys. I mean, it's, it's my it's my aesthetic. So the one that's the least likable person. It's like, yes, that one. Please. I mean, <laughs> if we're being honest,
1: Logan is the only one who doesn't have caveats. Like, I'm like, only if it's like based on first season Dean, or if he doesn't cheat on his wife, then that's or Again, like just if it's his final Logan form. Hussberger. But like Logan is like, we can just take him <laughs> how form he is, is basically.
2: Me. Logan Hutzberger like a... is the most consistently written of the boyfriends. Just flat. I
0: I choose, I choose you, Bulbasaur. <laughs> <laughs> Next episode of this show is technically our Thanksgiving episode. Obviously, we took a break because we needed to clear our mental health. I hope everyone else has done the same thing. We will still probably be revisiting it. I'm going to leave it here unless we edit out and we watch something else instead. But it's Providence. I don't want to skip it because I think we all need this in our life. A an one episode of, of Providence
1: is what we need in our lives. <laughs> yes,
0: it's a two-part
1: episode. I still don't even know what Providence is. I just know that it's on our list. I don't know what it is. She
0: talks to God or no, whatever. <laughs> is that what No, she talks to her. Yeah, whatever.
1: We definitely don't do this much like about for an hour before.
0: But also, it's a two-part episode about thanks- Thanksgiving. Includes John Hamm and a smoking monkey. So i that. For
1: was it. the reason why we did it?
0: Wow. You know, if you guys want an insight into our process, we were like, which one should we pick? This one mentions a smoking monkey. We got
2: it. <laughs> so, it like was like the time that you were like, what Law & Order SVU episode should we do? And I told yep. you guys, uh, there's one where they find a monkey in a soccer ball. And you're like, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Sounds good.
1: Then I remembered remember, it and I, then we watched it. I'm like, oh, wait, this is the, the brilliant episode with Big Boy and the tiger. Yes.
0: <laughs> that wasn't a, guys, please go back. I'm gonna l- I'll link that in our credits, in our, our show notes. What a great episode! And truly, like, there's some moments there. It's like, how many tigers are there running around this city? It's just so fucking good to this day. Ice teas, ice teas, and Nashville. I wasn't on, I
2: wasn't even on that episode, and I will plug that. So
0: All right. Well, so stay tuned for Providence. Um, it'll be a little bit out of season, but I think we can all use the extra leftover Thanksgiving.
1: Also, um, I guess I'll I'll plug this for you two, and it's the Good Wife spinoff starring Justin Bartha.
0: Yes. <laughs> Currently on our DVRs. Um, uh, you can find us on Twitter I'm at The Televoid. It. You can rate, subscribe, review us on iTunes to get a drunk recap of the Entourage movie. Entourage. Um, and then Why did you, you say email-
1: Entourage and not, oh yeah? Oh yeah. You stupid idiot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, and you can email us at TheTelevoid at gmail.com who your favorite boyfriend was or why you agree with us that Paris is better than all three. Enjoy Gilmore uh, Girls. You're, yeah,
1: hey. you're forgetting to ask the question who would win in a fight, Taylor Townsend or Paris Geller?
0: Oh, I said Paris Geller, oh. but only because I think Paris Geller would Paris pull a
2: knife halfway through.
1: I feel like I, Ra-
2: Paris would hire an assassin or oh, something
1: too. Taylor would hire an assassin. She once rented a homosexual to try to make Ryan jealous. Also, you're Ryan used to try to
0: fight? You're forgetting that she's trained in Krav think, Maga though. So
2: I think I think it's a really really close. I do too. Fight. I think the but problem think is Paris they both would
0: fight dirty. Thing. I think that Paris would pull the knife first and potentially mm-hmm. get the first swing. But if 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 I could see Autumn Reeser taking her out. Because Autumn Reeser is a champ. She's,
1: Autumn Reeser from American definitely Mall definitely. Yeah. She she's
0: she's, yeah. she's got some punch in her. So it is and like you said before Toya, the real winner is everybody watching. So yeah. let's 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 encourage everywhere to to make that a reality someday. I don't know why they haven't played sisters yet. They'd be perfect. What what a perfect get, match.
1: they have not worked together at all. That's just like Wrong.
0: I want I want every scene to involve both Autumn Racer and Liza Wow. Well. Like, can we get both? Yeah, I'm in. Yes. I'm
1: done. Let's do All this.
0: Right. Well, thanks for wandering into the guys. Enjoy Gilmore Girls? Question mark. A Year in the Life. Uh, <laughs>
1: That's a weird way we'll to a question time. mark.
0: <laughs> I don't know if it's good yet. It's it's. I don't want to influence anyone, so maybe it's good. Go it's to good now.
1: Yourself.
0: See you guys. Bye. Bye.
2: grandparents place being in the DAR no Yale why did you drop out of Yale